And welcome, uh, good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Uh, my name is Matt Loon, uh, that unintentionally rhymed, and this is That's <laughs> the Issue, the, uh, the podcast that I promise you is not a Secret Empire devoted podcast, it just feels that way. Um, it's the show that is getting to know you through the issues that you love. Um, my name is Matt Loon, as I've said, and my, po- my co host for this podcast is Mr. Wes Messer. Wes, how are you doing this evening? I am doing quite well. I This will not be like the last episode. I am actually, I am so caught up on Secret Empire everything. Yes. That it is is unreal. No, no gaps, no nothing. I am caught up. I am locked and loaded. I have, I have been, I got myself so in depth in the Secret Empire wonderland. It is unreal. And well, if I'm not mistaken, we've got nine issues to get through. Here. Okay, for any of you guys <laughs> out, I, I, I was just discussing that really quickly before the podcast started up. Some of these issues, not much happened. Like Mighty Captain Marvel number, the Mighty Captain Marvel five, it was mostly like extra stuff from the spaces from from the, the number three issue, like behind like stuff like from early on in the series and early mm-hmm. on in Secret Empire. So it, it's there's some cool moments with the cadets. With the Alpha Flight cadets that pop up, and there's a few other cool things, but as for the larger story of Secret Empire, uh, I did read Secret Warriors, though. Yeah, that, Secret Warriors, you caught up on that. Two I issues of that to get through. That, so I am. One was really cool. I really, I really, and then I read number two. Let's just get some of the some of these tie-ins out of the way, like now. See, like, that's the thing, isn't it? We're at that point now with Secret Empire. Like we're deep in the, like deep in the brush now. So, like we started off, like every issue or everything we reviewed was kind of important, and uh, it was leading up. It was building up to the story. Then it was the story hitting ish, the issue by issue. But now we're getting to the point where there's a lot of tie-ins. No. So we're gonna have to, yeah, we're gonna have to start defining what's worth reading and I- what's kind of skippable exactly because i i actually have i actually did a quick search before the podcast like i was going because mm. i use an app on my phone uh leah comic geeks which is actually a pretty useful app but it's kind of mm. glitchy right now because they just had a massive update so prepare yourselves to be oh, okay it. but what's it called league of comic geeks and it's you uh, on the website but it's also an app that's on i, I think it's on both uh android and iphone and it's interesting, so you can actually look up, like, different, like, your pool list and all sorts of cool information, and you can actually look up, like, what stuff is happening. You can, you can look, up, look up on their website, hmm. on their website, too, but oh, okay. the app is, like, probably the major way to use it, but anyway, not going to digress too much here, but I went going through, like, the Marvel section on the League of Comic Geek stuff to see what was happening in the next few weeks, and holy sweet lord above, it's, like, <laughs> oh, tie-in no. nightmare. I'm, like, looking at this going, uh-huh. Matt. Oh no. Matt. So yeah, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go through them pretty quickly, aren't we? Matt. Well, there's, as you say, there's there's a couple of them. So like, um, 
we the, the nine that we're going to be looking at in this episode we've got secret warriors one and two um we've got mighty captain marvel number five which you mentioned doctor yeah. doom number, uh, doctor strange number 21 ah oh. uh which is a good one we'll Love get to that doctor strange i um deadpool number 31 and then the heart. two captain america episode uh, issues so sam wilson captain america number 22 and Steve Rogers, Captain America, number seventeen, and then obviously the final two we've got to review. We've got to review Secret Empire Uprising number one, and Secret Empire number three. Yes. So, it, how they arrange this? Okay, yeah. I want to get into Steve Rogers. The Steve Rogers number seventeen. Yeah, it was Steve Rogers seventeen. I want to get into that one because. That was one people were talking about on Twitter a little bit, and I hadn't got a chance to read it. But I heard, I saw like, like the snippets of the interview that they did that Nick Spencer did with uh, Patty, the journalist from the uh, Civil War series. Which I'm like, yes. oh dear lord, yeah. Okay. Well, should we? Um, do you want to dive into that one first? Then I do want to dive into that one first because I actually have some that that interests me. That really caught my like, like caught my interest here because I went, damn. Awesome. A couple okay. times in well, that. Before we start, then let's just say that we're going to spoil the hell out of all of those comics that we've just mentioned. Um, if this is our fourth Secret Empire uh, special episode now, so if you want to go back and listen to the first ones to find out how it all started, go back to those and listen to those three. Um, we're also going to be diving into uh, Twitter questions and comments and thoughts, which we've got quite a few of to get through this week. Um, so that's awesome uh, as well. And we'll be telling you how to get involved with the show uh, a little later on. But for now, Captain America, Steve Rogers, number 17. Wes, take the floor. Oh, buddy. <laughs> this was an interesting one because it was Patty. I, I I can't remember. What was her? What was the journalist's name? for? Uh, uh, um, Sally Floyd. Sally Floyd. I had. Guys, sorry I messed up. I, Sally Floyd. Wow. That. It, I really liked how they handled it. It was she was she got granted an interview with Steve Rogers, and the only condition was she couldn't mention the Las, the Las Vegas attack that happened in issue two. Mm-hmm. So only condition, which so is already was, concerning. Like if you if it's like a, she could talk about anything she wanted, any interview yeah. questions, every little bit. So don't she mention Las Vegas. I liked how Spencer handled the interview. That yeah. was pretty interesting that yeah and it gave you it and i liked how it, ra- it went back and forth it was very i'm like that was really, that was a good i mean that felt like i kind of felt like they had like that nice little like some people probably devolve it into like a talking head panels like back and forth like very but it's very mm-hmm. dynamic it's very like oh i wish i could remember the artist's name do you have the artist's name i hang on uh, I can... yes. uh let me have a look it is uh there's two artists. There's uh, Andre uh, Guinaldo and Ramon Bach. Oh, for uh, hang on, for Captain. Really? For Captain America, yeah. Steve Rogers, Captain America. There's a uh, color artist, uh, Rachel uh, Rach- Rochelle Rosenberg. Okay. Uh, lettering, Joe Caramagna, and uh, obviously Nick Spencer's the writer. I, I was looking on the Marvel website really fast just to. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. It might be they might alternate, or they might just be. A okay. team of artists. Well, whoever handled which pages, this was really well handled. I I was very happy with that. I mean, I, it gave you an idea of what happened with the X Men, which I loved my conversation with Jose about explaining Zorn. 
Oh, trying to explain Zord. I did not want to do that. And someone was like, what? I can't remember who the person was. He's like, I can simply explain Zorn. He couldn't even hit a hint. I felt bad for the guy because he actually got most of it pretty streamlined and I was impressed. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember his his Twitter handle? Because that was like a couple weeks back. And I, it was I, a while ago now, yeah. But, yeah, I was impressed. He tried really hard to streamline it, but me, I was yeah. like... And then Jose was like, Wes... <laughs> Help out, please. And I was like, dude, why do you think I said... This is what I said. I'm like, I, I was trying not to be like, have people look at Twitter. Well, why didn't you explain it to him? Like, dude, there's a reason why I sent him to Google. Yeah. If I, if I would have tried to explain it, I would have gotten a headache. Everyone would have gotten a headache. People would have yeah. been... It would have been noticeably me going, dude, just go... And he was just like, what in the world? Like, why did they use Zorn? I'm like... I honestly don't yeah. know why Spencer decided to dredge up Zorn. I mean, I get a kick out. I kind of get a kick out of them using Zorn to be the leader of this, like, mutant empire that they've set up. And yeah, I'm looking forward to um, hearing more. I assume there's going to be, like, an X-Men miniseries at there, some point. I older. think there is. In fact, yeah. um, not to go too far ahead on Secret Warriors, but Secret Warriors number two actually has that team running into the X-Men the, the X -Men oh, yeah. after, they, after they cross the border, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so well, that's a couple of things with uh, this Captain America issue. It does like the framing. The framing narrative is all about um, the interview, as you say, with Sally Floyd. Um, but the two other part, two other kind of plot points that they progress really is the uh, the Inhuman uh, Inhumans camps <laughs> or the Inhuman yeah. Inhuman camps, and it kind of picks up on the thread of Secret Empire issue one i think it is with yeah. the the inhuman that can is basically like a like a an organic printer isn't it you can print mm -hmm. out whatever he thinks of uh, and so you catch up with him um and then Organized. the other section yeah which is having a bit of a rough time of it and then the other um the other part is uh catching up with the x-men as you say and finding out exactly what happened what uh, deal was struck with magneto and steve because that? a lot of people early on were saying like, oh, it's disgusting that Magneto is a Hydra and how dare you, like his history is tied in with, <laughs> you know, with the Holocaust and everything. And it, it, it's not, you know, it, it is a lot more complex than that. Even Spencer um, was kind of like, guys, I'm not doing what you think I'm doing. And lo yeah. and behold, he did. I mean, how did you like how Captain America got him to, to uh, acquiesce to his plan? How did you like oh, that? God, I mean... I, it's it's tough, isn't it? Because well, you know it. He's making a deal with the devil, isn't he? Basically, he knows it. He's like, I know I'm making a deal with the devil. It's like, yeah. Like, um, uh, and, but I love how like Captain Steve Rogers like, hang on, Steve like Captain Rogers, hang on, I I got something for you. You you join with me. You you sign my little non-aggression pact, whatever, and we'll we'll be at peace here. Red Skull's head on a platter. Like, literally, red literally on, on in a box. Damn, and the reason for that was cool. <laughs> yeah, and the reason for that is obviously because Red Skull's like taken year. I mean, years ago now. We're talking about Rick Remender's Uncanny Avengers run from mm -hmm. uh, 2013, maybe. It's been going on for a long time. Um, yeah, I mean that was years ago where Red Skull stole Professor Xavier's brain and put it in his own head. Xavier, so yes, he has his brain, brain and Xavier's brain, and so now he's a telepath because that's how brain surgery works. Totally. Uh, you put you put two brains together, you get all the powers of both brains. Exactly. Um, 
Sure. So, like Comics. Squirrel Girl has the power of squirrel and girl, <laughs> Red Squirrel has the power of brain and brain. <laughs> so he has two brains. He is. The man not. has two brains. Um, oh. So anyway, yeah, not anymore. Anyway, he has got two brains, but they are nowhere near his body. Uh, they are in a box on Magneto's desk, presumably. Yeah, Magneto has, has 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 a has a trophy. <laughs> yeah, and Magneto has made a deal with the devil. So I suppose it kind of it makes and, sense. And Zorn's the uh, like, and Zorn's the puppet master head. Yeah, and Zorn's the puppet master, which again kind of makes sense because as Jose no doubt found out when he fell down the rabbit hole of Zorn. Um, at, at a certain point, Magneto is Zorn, uh, except he might not have been. Except he might have been, um, which might, might. Makes, yeah. And let's not go down that rabbit hole. Well, this God, podcast, no. this is not a Zorn dedicated podcast. We could have one of those. You but could have one. Yeah, easily <laughs> could. Hashtag um, one, hashtag Zor- Zorncast. <laughs> hashtag Zorncast. <laughs> Don't name it. We've got to do it now. You've named it. <laughs> I'm sorry. You started something. Oh God. Okay, so um, this is now a Zorn podcast. Everyone, uh, adjust your adjust your earphones. Uh, we're now going to be a Zorncast. This is episode <laughs> one. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to to seeing where that goes. Um, but yeah, I think it's a it's a testament to Nick Spencer's writing, and I, I, we've said this a couple of times before that it this issue, perhaps of all of them, this of all the ones we're going to be re- um, reviewing this episode anyway, this one made me the most uncomfortable because it was so close to the bone. Um, like the Sam Wilson one too, in a way, uh, tackles it from a different angle in the sense of you know. The, the overwhelming adversity of fascism, I suppose. Uh, whereas this is the disturbing nature of um, fascist uh, oppression and the, the many real way of turns that it takes. And in this case, it's the oppression of free press and journalism. And we're seeing that, we're seeing that every day at the moment. Um, and so yes. for this to, to focus on that and to um, to talk to have someone like Sally Floyd who they they make a reference to this because the the only thing I remember from Sally Floyd is in from the Civil War frontline stories which the, was the 2007 2008 yeah which was the thing and she I'm so, I swear she said myspace before but now she said Twitter in this so maybe they've updated it but um, basically she asked Captain America back in uh, Civil War frontline um, whether he knew America, purely because how how well he knows MySpace or something. Yeah, he said she said MySpace and then she said like all these like all these different social media things. It's, Twitter wasn't really I don't think Twitter was really a thing in 2007. No, I it think, wasn't. No, and, it can't have been. No. Not not really cuz Twitter was like a stat like guys this is this is going to get funny here cuz I'm actually going Are you going to go look it up? Just just because out of my own it, well, 06. And oh, six. Oh, okay. Maybe it was then. I don't know. But it felt as though they, they like Nick Spencer's taken a little bit of kind of um, an update of that. And it, but and I, but they did use like MySpace and they did mention like a lot. Of, but yeah, but it, and I suppose I, he'd have to update it because that that was it. I'm reading it now in in uh, in this issue, and she says. Uh, that she humiliated him, suggesting he was outdated and out of touch, and asked him if he knew what Twitter was. So I suppose if if she's trying to prove to him that he's outdated by asking him what MySpace is, I suppose that kind of 
yeah. <laughs> retracts from her point a you little see, bit. So I remember. you have to update it. Yeah, and and exactly. And what was funny is I remember when this issue, when that issue hit, and mm, people yeah, were mad. I mean, it was a it was a hot button topic. Legit mad, and yeah. and how yeah. Spencer turned turned that rage from way back when and turned it right on its head into, well, it went from from a, a slightly humiliating moment to a career killing moment. In about and been in a very short period of time within one issue, you're like, damn. Yeah, I quite like that. I quite like the idea that that was that affected her career as well. Like everyone in comics was as pissed off with that as people out of comics, which was quite interesting. And and poor Cap was sort of like, and Cap back then was sort of like, and now it's like Captain America's like, I'm sure they'll be mad about it, pissed off about it on Twitter. I'm like, damn. And, like yeah, it, it's yeah, like you it could... back to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we find out as well that like at the end of issue one, we saw the Hydra octopus space vessels, or you know, I yeah, don't, I don't know what they call them, like the tentacle ships, um, like attack Las Vegas and like really like go to town on it. They go. Um, but here we find out the aftermath of that is literally just a smoking crater. So in the Marvel universe, yeah, Las Vegas is left... gone. So Nothing there left. is, there is just an actual big gaping hole where Las Vegas was, as far as um, the Marvel universe is concerned. So unless there's any kind of cosmic cube rewinds, which you know isn't isn't impossible at this point, um, then then yeah, there's there's that you know to deal with. This is, um, this is also um, one of the first one of the issues that um, highlights again shows again that panel of Captain America holding up Thor's hammer. Um, we see it somewhere else. Yeah, it, it's happened. Everyone references it. Um, so yeah, it's happening. And, um, he was shown worthy, and that yeah, he was it, shown worthy because it's like you'll you'll start seeing it as you look in some of the tie-in issues. You'll start seeing Captain America with the hammer. Guess what he has? He has the hammer. You're like, yeah. Oh my and lord! I don't know if we I don't know if we talked about this last episode or if we talked about it. I think it might have been the episode before where we met, where we mentioned the free comic book day issue. Yeah, we um, didn't mention it. No, we didn't. Yeah, the idea of potentially like whoever wields the hammer, obviously, if they be worthy, shall have the power of Thor. It's happened a couple of times now where Captain America picks up the hammer and nothing really happens to him. Like he doesn't gain, he doesn't get like blonde flowing locks. He doesn't no, get he just... like a, he doesn't get a, a cape. He doesn't get the hat with the little wings on it. I suppose he's already got one of them. He doesn't get anything. He just like kind of holds it. And I suppose it was the same in. You know, we mentioned he, he picked it up in something else like JLA Avengers or something like that, yeah. or Superman held it, and Superman didn't get like the the Thor costume either. So it's like he kind of seems a bit picking picky and choosy about who it kind of gives the the blonde flowing locks, unless that doesn't unless that doesn't isn't part of it. He can but just it is with, he, uh, it is with Jane Foster Thor. What it does is it just gives Captain America like I guess enhanced strength for a period of time or. Or just shows he's worth. They, they don't really. And here's the thing: if Captain America has the hammer, why doesn't he have it on him at all times? Like, yeah, exactly. Why, why he isn't he? Have it hang off his belt this, like a tool belt. Why doesn't he have it hang off his belt at all times with the freaking hammer yeah. that he can just hit? Like, why, why doesn't he have it on him? Like, no, exactly. I, so that, I'm like, that's I actually, thing. I think that's a plot point. As that's well. a good. I mean, there's gotta be a plot. There's gotta be something Spencer has in mind to explain why. He doesn't have the hammer on him at all times. Yeah, 
That and also why he doesn't have gorgeous long Thor hair, like all the other Thors seem to have. <laughs> That's a plot point. That's we need a plot to, point. People need to know. If Spencer actually explains that, I will probably, I will legit message him on Twitter and go, dude, you <laughs> address that. <laughs> yeah, from everyone here at the Zorncast, you, you actually address that. I I give yeah. you a round of applause, and I I just laugh my head off for about a few <laughs> thousand hours. Like going, bravo, sir, bravo, yeah, you yeah. explained that. <laughs> so um, so yeah, this issue was one of the stronger ones, I think, and I think definitely it, was. Um, it ends in a truly disturbing way. Um, with Whoa. obviously with Sally Floyd being imprisoned because she yeah. she dared to mention Las Vegas, um, so that was her that was her downfall, um, and it ends with her in a Hydra prison cell locked away somewhere. I imagine in the same place, maybe even the same cell that Rick Jones was in, um, and uh, and she's there for the foreseeable now. And they do what's interesting is, and you'll see a theme of this as we get into later issues later times but they are starting to explore even more of what this of what the man on the street thinks of this mm. yeah and well, I, and this I mean, gets I, interesting it really does get interesting how the man on the street is handling this and yeah we'll, and well I mean, i've always like i've always liked the um maybe not the execution but the the idea um of the kind of front line like ever the events for a while like uh, Civil War had it, Secret Invasion had it, uh, the idea of having this kind of, oh, World War Hulk had it as well, this kind of frontline series, which is basically mm-hmm. mostly around Ben Urich, isn't it, and, and journalists, and saying, like, right, well, what does the average Marvel Universe person think is going on? What do they see? What, do they, what are they exposed to? What are they aware of? You know, because certainly things like Infinity Gauntlet, they've probably never had a clue. You know, they don't exactly. know that. And so, frontline for but front a frontline series for this would be really good. Now, in execution, it turns out you know not so great because they turn Speedball into penance and they 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 call Captain America out on not knowing what MySpace is. Generally, um, but generally speaking, the idea of you know having a journalist or a, or an average person, it's like Marvels, isn't it? You know the Kurt Busiek series. Of, yeah. You know, it's it looks more wondrous being on the ground looking up at Galactus. Um, and seeing that and going, you know, what exactly would be going through your head and when there's a giant purple man trying to eat your planet? Exactly. And what's interesting about how, and what's kind of interesting about the handling of Secret Empire is some of the aspects of exploring what the people, not just on the level of Captain America and like all the crazy superhero stuff going on, but also now the people on the street and what they think about it. And yeah. it does start getting like, this is getting interesting how because this is like one of the most I would say the way this is being handled is one of the more kind of like the big the biggest aspect of how you do big giant cosmic whammy juice like big cosmic whammy juice stuff in the midst of it mixed in with with a street level story and you have two and about a lot of different layers a lot of little different uh, things in motion yeah and it's like you can see the street level for you. You see the the new the superhero. You see the street level view. You see the superhero view. You see the cosmic view. And there's like these different views happening. And I think this is why what makes Secret Empire so fascinating and so freaking surprising as to how the depth of it it gets to as you like look further into it. 
I don't know. I yeah. It's, it's definitely in reading, and also I kind of feel like a little bit of frustration. I just like binge read like the the hellly living crap out of all the tie-ins. Like <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, should we? Um, I mean, I think that's a good uh, a good place to end that. Uh, Definitely. Steve Rogers talk. I think that was that was a strong issue. I think it's it's one of those things that obviously the one the tie-in issues that are written by the same person who's writing the main event always tend to be a bit more yeah. involved and a bit more interesting, a bit more relevant um, to the overall story. Because yeah, those, yeah, those are the ones you want. Yeah, those are the ones you want to read. Because I would say, but okay, Matt, I am calling an I am. I'm fully saying, Mighty Captain Marvel. This is one we don't really need to deep dive into. Yeah, should we whiz through that one then? Because we're gonna quite, we're, um... we're just gonna whiz through it because yeah. So it was uh, written by Margaret Stoll, artist uh, Michelle Bandini, uh, colorists Michael Garland and Eric uh, Archinaga, and letterer Joe Caramagna. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's hard, isn't it? Because I mean, I I tried to catch up on. The, uh, the Captain Mighty Captain Marvel issues that led up to this, and didn't really like. Once I got to this issue, there was no real point in in doing that. To be honest, like it didn't really have much to do with um, it. The progression of it. It's it's a sta- it's straight up like is it's a, it's a jumping on point mixed in with a tie into the larger Secret Empire mm. storyline, and really, I mean, okay. Like the simply put, it's sort of like it's it's sort of like a part of like okay, here's this follow up storyline, here's these Alpha Flight cadets, here's the here's the setup of the uh, of the giant of the intergalactic she of the shield, okay, um, all the crap you saw in in the Secret Empire issue, yep, okay, here, okay, and it's it. yeah. it, it actually not, it, and it's but. It's is it? There's a cool like the cadets have a lot of cool couple cool moments. I like the cadets. I like the new. They are, I assume they're new characters because yeah, they're, they're not, cool. I really like them. I, I like they're probably them. some of the best parts of the issue. Really is the, yeah, and they'll be the most interesting going forward. I think because I think Captain Marvel is split, isn't she? You know, all the interesting story beats she's going to have are, are going to be in the main series. Yeah, and she's also split between this book and Ultimates. Um, and um, so anything to do with the Ultimates is going to be in that series, blah blah blah. So it kind of you, you dilute the water quite a bit with what you can actually do with her in order to move her story forward. So introducing these three new characters is is a great idea because it gives you it gives you something to focus on when she's not around. Um, but yeah, as you said, this issue is essentially everything in this is happens before or during or immediately after Secret Empire issue zero. Yep. Um so there's nothing there's nothing really new in it. Um it's it's good as as issues of Captain Marvel goes and I assume that those three characters um are going to be part of the plot moving forward so you're probably going to have to if you're reading Mighty Captain Marvel anyway then you're probably going to have to pick it up. Um and you and, and you'll be fine. I mean if you're not if you're not if you're avoiding the Secret Empire You'll know what's going on with Secret Empire, at least on the space end of things. So, yeah, you'll be but opposite, there. The opposite's true as well. If you're only picking up issues for Secret Empire, then you could probably give this one a miss. Yeah, probably skip it. It's it's skippable, um, but is so. there any other skippable ones? Hey, um, um I mean, uh, let's see. Got Deadpool really... thirty-one. 
one Deadpool 31 is a little tough. Mm. I would say especially for secret it's for secret warriors readers. Yeah. You definitely might want to pick up Deadpool 31 if you want to know what happens to Coulson. That's true. Yeah. If you cuz it's very I cuz Deadpool 31 I really I I actually it was kind of like one cuz like the the storyline that that the that they did with uh Captain America Wolverine and Deadpool with her mm. with with his uh with Deadpool's daughter See, I've not read that. The ugly storyline. Ah, I've not read that. Oh, dude, that's probably one of my favorite. Probably one of my favorite storylines of of the uh, of like of like this Deadpool period. Okay, cool. It's really good, and it'll break Is your it heart. Gary Duggan as well, it's, the writer. Yeah, Gary Duggan, and I think Brian Posen uh, co-wrote it with him. And ah, uh, okay. And uh, it's really good. Well worth seeking out. And I because I read this and I went. Well, there's my heartbreak for Deadpool for forever. This is what, and it's very good how they're doing it, and yeah, and it's interesting because the the issue is involving like I grew up idolizing Captain America, and mm. yeah, and it's told the, from Deadpool's the... it's told from Deadpool's point of view of idolizing Captain America, yeah, and then it's told from Coulson's point of view of idolizing Captain America. So these two Captain America idolizing fanboys. Mm are running up against each other and normally in any other situation these guys be buddies yeah these these guys I quite, be... like, I quite like that about it that was quite an interesting take on it and it but the issue being her issue i mean now if you're not following secret now this is sort of like one of those that ties into secret warriors in a big way like so if you're that if you're following secret warriors right now you go grab deadpool because you will definitely want this in your life or if you're wondering what the heck happened to Phil Coulson, like right now, yep. this will be it because, yeah, Deadpool straight up kills Phil Coulson because yeah. that's what Steve Rogers sends him out to do. Yeah. Steve Rogers, Captain America, sends again, Wade Wilson. Yeah, again, it's set before Secret Empire Zero, yep. um, so it's right. The it's, it's it's all before that. Um, we should say it's uh, Jerry Duggan is the writer and yeah. Matteo Lolly is the artist. Uh, Inca Christian Dallavecchia and colorist Ruth Redmond, letterer Joe Sabino. Um, so yeah, it, it it's basically a, yes. Steve Rogers sends Deadpool off to kill um, Phil Coulson, and for I, all intents and purposes, he does it. He does it. It's it was not. It isn't. It is. It's one of the things you're like, ooh, and even Wade sort of like by you know, like. I'm calling like even Deadpool by the end of it's like what the heck did I just do? He's yeah because he's yeah. starting to wonder like like okay why did I I I you, I trust you Cap but what did I just do? And yeah and it's very and it's interesting it's it's very well done and it will I think it is well done yeah, and and it, it definitely if and especially if someone who's read like since I've read uh the good, bad, and the ugly storyline, and how they tied it into this. You're like, oh, dude. dude. There's a lot more um, because I haven't read that. I went into this going, oh, here we go, a bit of Deadpool, here for the laughs, and you know, it, it's not, it's not a funny issue. No, it's, it's not. It's a very, it's a dark issue, and it's, and I like, I like that Deadpool has that, and I like that they're injecting that into Deadpool because I think he's. You know, he's basically the comedian that 
that takes on the serious role, isn't it? And you know, sometimes that can work, and sometimes that can't. And I think, I think in this issue, it definitely does work. Like, I don't know. You know, you've got to look at these tie-in issues. We've got to approach from two ways, and we've got to look at and go right. How does it work as an issue of Deadpool, and how does it work as an issue of Secret Empire? That I think is. as an issue of Secret Empire, I think it works really well. I think it kind of ties into the series. I think you probably have to read it if you want to know what happened to Phil Coulson, exactly, and why and why a character like Deadpool would be on Steve Rogers' side. You know, why he'd be Hydra. As for whether it's an, whether it works as an issue of Deadpool, I mean, what do you think as someone who's read more of the recent stuff than I have? I've, I guess I'm still a little bit behind on it, but mm. for but for for something that like this, that's more, I'm a little more caught up on it, but not as much. But for what I know, this current run, yeah, it does work, and yeah, it does. It's definitely a little bit more of a darker toned issue, mm-hmm. which is necessary, and it works, and. Yeah. And I do, and I do definitely say, especially when we get into Secret Warriors, is yeah, you will definitely want to read this if you're reading Secret Warriors because, because yeah. you're, because a big part of Secret Warriors is like, what the heck happened to Phil Coulson? And well, how we know? Yeah. And well, let's uh, let's dive into Secret Warriors then. We've got two issues to look at through. At number number one is I. So I read number one. We already kind of did a quick little recap of it last time. Yeah. It's. Re- I really like Secret Warriors. I love. I really dig this. I, I'm not even gonna freaking get you. I really dig what they're, how this, how, like, is it's, it's Matt, it's a uh, Matthew. Hang on a second. It is Matthew Rosenberg, um, Javier Garon, and Israel Silva, colorist, and uh, Matthew Rosenberg's writer, artist Javier Garon for the artist. Color artist Israel Silva and letterer is VCs Clayton Cowles, and mm-hmm. it's yeah. The first issue really sets up does a good job of setting up the scene for okay, Quake's gathering her new squad, and and the after this massive takeover, and it's all the Inhumans on a team trying to get to where they need to get to, and so it's like and then Karnak gets involved in it. So, and it's a yep. very cool little team. I mean, you have Devil Dinosaur, Moon Girl, Karnak, Quake, Miss Marvel, and and Inferno. Uh, Inferno, yeah. And on this team, and with another member to be named, and mm-hmm. it's a good, it's a great, it's a great team starting off. You know, any any team that's got Ms. Marvel, any team that's got Moon Gun and Devil Dinosaur, is is already a win for me because they are awesome characters real lot of fun they're they're seen this is one of those issues that is again we're going back to the idea of seeing seeing things from the normal person's level and there's she seen in issue one where we see from the hydra goons standpoint they they get attacked by uh, quake's team and moon girl and devil dinosaur and miss marvel are all like out of a horror film you know, they're, they're, you know, they come on, and Ms. Marvel's this huge, imposing creature that kind of, you know, she stretches herself massive, and she's hidden in shadows, and you see her from the ground up, and then the guy turns around, and there's this huge dinosaur behind him that kind of screams at him. Yeah, and it's just like, and then there's a bit where 
this guy, you know, he runs and trips and hides behind a tree and sees one of his mates in front of him. And they're like, what the hell was that thing? And then before he could answer, his mate gets scooped up by a massive hand of Ms. Marvel and ripped away and torn off into the night. And it's, it's like a, it is like a horror film or like Jurassic Park or something. Um, and so it's, it's a fantastic kind of twist on that kind of idea of, you know, how scary these and how powerful these heroes actually and can they be. are I mean, yeah they are really a powerful are. team <laughs> legitimately legitimately yeah, powerhouse of a team i mean you got karnak who can who can see the weakness and everything and is a trained freaking trained martial artist who <laughs> and then you have and then you have the uh, and then you have moon girl and devil dinosaur and moon girl yep. has a giant dinosaur and she's and moon girl's hyper intelligent and yeah, yeah. and she can and then you have Miss Marvel, who, holy crap, she's Miss Freaking Marvel. She's pretty dang tough in her own right. She's getting, she's getting more and more powerful. Yeah, definitely. I did, and then, yeah. and then you got Inferno, who he has his limits to his flame powers, but he's pretty strong. He's getting stronger in his own, in his own right too. And then you have Quake, who's pretty much got a good mastery of her own powers. So yeah. The only thing I will say is I don't know much about. I've not really read much of the. Inhuman stuff or much of the Agents of Shield stuff. I I, so I don't really. Have you read anything? I've read a little bit of Agents of Shield. I've read the first, especially the first trade. I read the first trade of it, and I've oh. read some in the um, the Mark Wade Shield series he did. Yeah, yeah. And I, I read, yeah, I read a couple of those issues. And I read the uh, some of the Charles Soul Inhuman stuff, and I've read some of the, uh, and I've read some, and but, and I've read a decent chunk of the Moon Girl stuff. And yeah, I've read all of Moon Girl. Yeah, love I, Moon I, Girl. I read, but it's very, it's very interesting what they're doing with. So it's definitely have these characters that are a little like, they're a little bit. They have their differences and like, but they also are a pretty. But they're also they also work together surprisingly pretty well. Yeah, it's, like Quake at the beginning. Like I don't know much about her. I remember a character from the first Secret Warriors series, um, which was Jonathan Hickman yeah. back in the day, and. Um, I remember reading this and going, oh man, Quake's like super surly, like she's uber surly, and she's really kind of, she comes across really mean and unlikable, and I remember reading this going like, you know, that that's fine if that's her character, like it doesn't seem like that's the character of her that I know, um, but then again I've not read enough of her recently, but then also she's really surly and unlikable and mean towards Ms. Marvel and Moon Girl, yep. and at that point I'm like, no. They are treasures. You leave them alone. You start being nice to them right now. Nice they are the them. they are the best of us. And like it's so just like or instantly if someone's mean or like unlikable towards those characters, it's like uh, excuse me, no, you need to step off. And so like already I'm just kind of like oh, I'm not really a huge fan of Quake. But you know, in the second issue she gets like she's a bit more interesting. She's, she's a bit more I mean, She's adjusting to this odd little to this odd little crew she's assembled. Yeah, I think that's what it is, isn't it? And, she's, and Matthew uh, Matthew Rosenberg knocks it out of the park. I mean, I think oh, he's, Lord, he's amazing. He's a, he's a great writer, anyway. I love Matthew Rosenberg, but like he's he's working this. The second issue is great as well because it goes a bit more into um, them as a team and like their kind of weird little road trip that they go on. Like, mm-hmm. so Inferno's driving, Karnak's in the back seat, kind of meditating. It's, it's Moon like, Girl's listening to her music. Inferno's, you know, you're supposed to entertain the driver. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. Like, were you talking? Were you talking? I'm gonna boot you out of team. Okay. 
whatever. Yeah. And and it's just as like sarcastic and sassy as she is in like the the her main series, which is just brilliant. It, it, it's it's interesting how they play because they're on a road trip to California to go to go to the X Men territory. That's yeah. that's where they're heading, and and here's the, and here's the cool thing: they actually ha- they actually have a dealing with the ha- with uh, the Howling Commandos, like. Yeah. And with the crazy monster team that was last seen in the um, there that series and yeah they had and also series, and it's kind of a nice little and it was very short lived sadly but wasn't wasn't that bad of a little series actually I read a couple issues but eh, I remember it being quite cool yeah it was pretty cool and but they did but it was funny how they handle it is the man thing and and it's like one of the coolest thing to see is Inferno went up against Man Thing. Yes, I mean yeah. that that was a really cool little thing to behold, and then Karnak hits him with a car. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. and that's what I love. I love kind of <laughs> unlikely pair ups because, like, you know, Man Thing. The big conceit with Man Thing is everyone who knows fear burns at the touch of Man Thing, but like Inferno already burns at the touch. So it's just like, well, how's that going to work? Um, so it was quite an interesting seeing them play off each other. Uh, I'm just going to check. Who was Howling Commandos of S.H.I.E.L.D. written by? Uh, I think it was Al Ewing, actually. Was it Al Ewing? Because Dum Dum Duggan, I love me a bit of Dum Dum Duggan. He is he's one of the greats. It was a, it was a, sp- it, they say it was a spinoff, but no, it mm. was, no, never mind. It was Frank Barbier. Sorry. Frank Barbier. I had Frank it. Barbier. Uh, yeah, the guy who does a Five Ghosts. Um, ah, there we go. Yeah. So. Sorry. Um, re- yeah, that was a good series. You don't get to yell at me later for, that, for messing uh, up. Yeah, but um, Dum Dum Duggan came back in Al Ewing's. Was it Al Ewing's US Avengers? Or was it no, Al Dum Ewing's Dum new Dum Avengers? And um, he came back in the. I think he came back in the Howling Commandos bit, and he came back as like yeah. some. Weird... I know that recently, like Original Sin, set up the fact that Dum Dum Duggan is and always has been a, an LMD. Yes, and so he's got. He's got that's right, that's right. hundreds of bodies like stored away in a secret facility thanks to old man Nick Fury. But like I recently I'm sure it was I'm sure it was in Al Ewing's books. Recently we discovered yeah, it is. It's it might have even been US Avengers, but basically he comes knocking and um Tony Ho turns around and says, Look, we found your original body. We found where they're where they're pulling all this data from. And you're still alive, basically. Um, and I love Dum Dum Duggan. I think he's just he's he's a throwback, isn't he? He's like one of the older one of the oldest Marvel characters, going back to like the old yeah, war he stories. Is. He's one of the oldest characters. He's just he's just really really good. Any any time he shows up, he's really good. So seeing him in this was really cool. Um, and then it ends with them get. Do they get to uh, New Tian? They do get um, the end at the end of the issue because um, at the end of the issue they get they after they, they after they bust through the gate it's like uh we found them and there's strong guy with a really cool beard and yeah, strong guy and, with uh, a cool kind of post apocalypse beard and going then on. they've got uh like magic and and archangel archangel it looks like forge 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 is in there yeah and so. then um beast and a I don't know who that other one is. The other X Men character, she's uh, she looks a bit like Rachel Gray, but I don't think it is Rachel Gray. Um, it ends with them, and it's the first proper look at the X Men that we see. 
these Secret Warriors issues, I think they're a lot of fun. I think if you're a fan of Matthew Rosenberg, you're going to really dig them. Uh, there's some great character beats within there. There's um, uh, great art. I think the artwork is really strong by Javier Garon. Really good. Really good. Really captured the action really well. And as I say, that early scene in issue one where they invade a Hydra transport um, and it makes oh, the cool. heroes come across terrifying, which is which is fantastic. Exactly what you want them to look like, really. And it's um, but yeah. And and definitely, and here's the neat thing: if you're not someone who's kind of like, well, I really am not. I'm, I'm kind of be curious about the team, but I don't really want to read any secret empire. Well, if you're not really interested in the main secret empire stuff, you could actually read this, and you could probably read yeah. this without have, even having to deal with secret empire if you wanted to. I mean, it'd be kind of odd at this point but hey if you don't really want to read the main secret empire series right now and you just and you're just falling into support matthew think, rosenberg yeah go for it i mean yeah i think every so often like with these big events you do get kind of shorter tie-in spin-offs that like mini series and i think this is going to be a mini series isn't it um and it's um and they end up being really really good standalone stories that mm-hmm. i think will Kind of, we'll look back on and go, oh well, yeah, Secret Empire was up and down, but that new that Secret Warrior series that was really strong, you know. So I think we're going to look back on that really fondly. Exactly. Um, and but yeah, so um, anything else you want to say about those two? Nothing else because I want to get into because this is actually funny. Out of all the tie-ins I read today, this was the first one I read. It it was the Doctor mm-hmm. Strange number twenty, the Doctor Strange number twenty-one. Yes. And okay. I I love this. I, I love this to pieces. It was it's written by Dennis Hopeless yeah. and drawn and colored by Nico Henrichon, who Nico Henrichon is one of my probably one of my top favorite artists. So this already had my heart and soul in about five seconds. And and it's lettered by uh, BC's Corey Petit. And dude, this was a really cool. What was kind of neat about this is this is where you get to see more inside the Dark Force. Like yeah, then from Doctor Strange's perspective and from everyone else's and. This was just a fun free. I mean, this was for such a good issue. Was so Nico seemed to draw giant monsters and weird monsters and weird oh, creation. Man. And oh, it's fantastic! If you're Everything just like you were expecting a Dark Force dimension to be, it was absolutely it's, brilliant. It's like it's like it's one they were hopeless and just write on is just writing on scripts, going, "Hey, Nico, you, you here's this really cool weird demon thing you get to draw. Here's this really cool weird." magic yeah, yeah. magic demon thing here's this weird other weird monster goopy thing you get to draw just and you get to draw like dr strange kind of looking haggard and hacking people away with like a like a freaking uh like a freaking like small axe hand axe um have yes, fun yeah. man go back to old school have fun cool okay so have fun <laughs> it's like okay have fun dude and it's it's and, and, it, and you get to draw dr strange inside of like a really a weird giant demon so have fun with that and and you're just like, I mean, the entire yeah. issue is just like, oh my lord, this is everything you would ever want out of like exploring the dark force, the uh, the weird dark force dimension. In yeah, it's, it, and like, it's, and it's so much fun. It's so like big and in your face and action. It's such a massive like action packed issue. Um, it's got Doctor Strange. It's got Daredevil. It's got Spider Woman. It's got Ben Urich. Um, ben Urich in a hard hat scaling the side of the Chrysler building. If that doesn't ben, get you in, freaking, I don't even know what to tell you. Freaking freaking Ben Yurk is like 
is climbing is climbing up a freaking skyscraper carrying a barbed yeah. wire baseball bat. Yeah, that's and it. Yeah, that yeah. Was hilarious. I was just like, he's snacking away at demons with a barbed wire. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. he's just holding his own. I mean, that level was kind of neat. He's holding yeah, his yeah. own with a barbed he's wire. His own, yeah. And it's like, and it's pretty much the whole issue is like, um, it's not just, it's it's not like Mighty Captain Marvel, which is kind of taking the um, the location and the setting and just kind of doing something with the individual character. This is progressing the story of the Dark Force dimension. So if you're curious to find out where you need to go to find out what's going on with the street level heroes, this is it. Um, because Daredevil's in it and Daredevil gets his own kind of point of view um, so this is like the next chapter for Daredevil um, Doctor Strange Spider obviously gets his um, yeah, Spider-Woman's in it as well um, you get to see uh, Doctor Strange, you get to see Baron Mordo um, cool. and by the end of it you get to see Kingpin as well in I an awesome scene it, it progresses the Kingpin storyline yeah, yeah, and that's what's really neat because it's like they're progressing the idea of Kingpin being like, like, yeah, I saved your butts and I'm gonna collect my debt. So yeah, and not and, just in a kind of he's looking out for you in a kind of overseeing mafia kind of way. No, he's driving a car off the top of a multi-story building through the brain of a giant monster. And like Wilson Fist always collects his debts, and it's like because it looks yeah, like as that's what, that's, who, that's who's there for you. That's who's looking after you, Wilson Fisk. Man who drives a bulletproof limousine into the brains of monsters. Like, like seriously, if the next series of Kingpin that whatever ha- what they're going to do with Kingpin it isn't isn't Wolfen Fisk being like one of the most beloved one of the most beloved mafia bosses on the freaking planet on the freak, <laughs> freaking New York, I will be surprised because it's like no, he earned it. Yeah. No, he he yeah, earned, he earned his it. beloved. <laughs> it's like he's got my love. He, I'd, I'd be all right. I mean, with Wolfen Fisk, right. it's like. This guy just say it's just it's in saving butts and doing cool terrible odd and doing cool things on the ground <laughs> while no yeah. one else can. Um, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like you wanna deal with Hydra anymore or you wanna deal with the big giant dude the the big dude who basically just who's not a complete jerk and he's saving yeah. lives. I mean this guy he's kinda doing some cool stuff right now. I mean and the neat thing is that in the next issue, he's gonna be now part of the team. Yeah, he's part of this team moving forward. He's I mean, if fun. that don't get you in, then it's, I don't know what does. It's really cool. I, I, I just love what I love about this is sort of like he, like when you see that car drive through, you're like, oh lord. When you see Kingman come out of it, it's like, sweet, sweet lord. Yeah. Kingman. So they give Kingman another moment to save the day, mm. and I mean, you're like, why? I mean, it's because really the big, a big part of this, is like, this is one issue that, like, you don't. I really don't recommend skipping it. It's no, for sheer, sure. for the yeah, sheer fun value. This is a must buy. Must buy. If you're buying Super Empire, you definitely need this one. It's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful issue to look at. It's a it's a fun issue to read, and it has everything you would ever want out of out of like out of like out of like anything you've like. This is a really it's a really good tie-in. It's a really good story. It's aggressively yeah. fun. I mean. I was just like, yeah, I was just having fun. fun. Is the best way to describe it. It really fun. is. It's 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 one of those things where you're thinking, oh, this is just that, and then you're like, and it, like, and then helpless is going. No, you're going to have fun. No, you are yeah, going yeah. to have fun. You you are you know, you know you. I'm making sure you're having fun this entire issue. <laughs> you will have fun. No. Yeah. 
you are, and it's like, even Barrymore, oh no, Barrymore, you're going to hate Barrymore, but you're also going to kind of like Barrymore, though, because he's having fun in this situation, so you should have fun watching Barrymore, though, be a complete jerk. So, you should have fun yeah. with that. Go, you want to <laughs> see all these demons and, and Daredevil using a freaking sword to cut into things? Yeah, go nuts. It's like, Doctor, it's like all this, I mean, it's, it's really, good. and really, also, I, really good. and now I really want to see Nico Henrichon get like can we just let can we just let Nico loose with like a freaking um like freaking Doctor Strange or some and somewhere where whenever they want to do with Marvel going forward just see yeah. if they can get Nico to do like a run of a of like a like a six issue run somewhere or something because I definitely want to see more of him tackling the Dark Force dimension because this is be- I mean Absolutely. I know they had to probably give Nico like a massive amount of lead of lead time to get this done because mm. this is like really really detailed and really gorgeous. So it's really detailed, super detailed, super um, super imaginative as well. Like the monsters aren't just kind of regular looking monsters; they're huge kind of beasts. Um, the whole uh, the whole Dark Force dimension just looks creepy as hell. Um, it looks like they are just kind of surviving in this hellscape, um, and it's kind of what I was hoping Mighty Captain Marvel to be, which is to be kind of actually just seeing how she's holding up as a character under the unrelenting strain of being pounded by constant invasions of Chitauri. Exactly. Um, but obviously that's that's not happened in that series yet. It might happen in next issue or the one after that. Um, but Doctor Strange goes straight in there and goes, right, yeah, we're in the Dark Force dimension. Shit's going down. I've been eaten by a monster. Daredevil's been attacked by Baron Mordo and Wilson Fisk is driving bulletproof limousines into the brains and of saving the day beasts. and saving the day <laughs> saving awesome the day. series definitely recommend it if you haven't already read it and um, what one do you want to cover next um, now now we go into Sam Wilson Sam Wilson okay you've got an order I like it I like that you have a plan I, I Sam Wilson because this is sort of like the interesting way because Sam Wilson sort of leads us into more what we start diving into when we get start getting into secret now because because i have to do this next is going to be sam wilson then yeah. then the Se- then secret empire three and then secret yeah. empire uprising now you guys are wondering okay. why i'm saying secret empire uprising your last you'll see why okay yeah cool brilliant That's but, but so yeah. sam wilson sam wilson is written by nick spencer of course nick spencer of course artist is sean yeah. isaac isaacsis i am gonna butcher that poor name but oh, I, I feel bad for anyone that Azaxis. We have to read their names for. Azaxis. And then uh, color artist Nolan Wood Wood Woodard, and and lettering is by uh, VCs Joe's Caramagna. I, I hope I have not butchered all those names. A couple of those names. <laughs> I'm sure have, you've done as well as I do. I which apologize <laughs> now. But, I apologize now. Yeah. I but so Sam Wilson. This issue is going to hit people hard. Like, yes. it hit me it, hard. Because yeah. it was... It comes at it from a completely different point of view from Steve Rogers' one, uh, as it should. But it follows on quite nicely from the Sam Wilson story that's been progressing so far. And I have to admit, I've not read all of the Sam Wilson issues, um, but I've read enough of them um, to get a sense for the, the tone of where... Nick Spencer is going with that series mm-hmm. um, and so this one picks up quite well and I feel like I feel like Nick Spencer's attempting with this and with the Steve Rogers book um, to do what um, is often the downfall of some tying issues which is uh, trying to 
um, trying to come at it as if you're not reading anything else. And I think that was the kind of that was the curse of tie-in issues for a while. They're not as bad as they used to be, but it used to be that the issue was written specifically so that if you're not reading the main series, you can still read these issues and be completely in the loop. Because um, I think they were kind of conscious of the fact that uh, events took over everything. So they they used to like to be able to turn around and say, "Oh yeah, well, if you're not reading Civil War, or if you're not reading Secret Invasion, or if you're not reading." You know, God knows what else. You don't. You don't need to read the main series. You'll still have a good time just reading the comics that you regularly read. And that's exactly. never true. You know, it's never. It's never the case, is it? You always. You always get lost. You always. You know, get caught up in something you're not supposed to get caught up in. Um, but I think Nick Spencer feels like because uh, this issue and the previous and the Steve Rogers one, they both kind of recap in their own little ways um, everything that's happened. And again, this one does the. Uh, Steve Rogers holding up Mjolnir uh, scene. Why doesn't uh, he have that? I'd have it in my pocket all the time. Just I would have, have it, on, it on my belt at all times. I'd just I be spinning carry, it around, whistling. Why doesn't if I could have it? If I was worth, considered worthy of carrying the freaking the freak, the freaking Thor the freaking Thor hammer Mjolnir, I mean, like, dude, I, I, <laughs> I'd have that thing on my belt all the time. All the time. Yeah, you'd have it as a paperweight. It, it'd just be I, I'd have it as like a the ultimate weapon of fear in my life. I mean, so basically you see Sam Wilson who basically just says, "Screw it, I'm done being Captain America," mm-hmm. and he and you get to see all the destruction that's going on in the country, and you get to see all that's going on, and Kim and then Captain America carrying carrying the freaking the freaking hammer of Thor, freaking Majoner in his hand, and then. And then this is where I see that start mentioning about the street level, because, oh, this was a little uncomfortable. The street level, oh, mm. this this was uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. this this was tough to read. I mean, I mean, it's like you have the people saying, "Fine, go and get some real leadership in this country," and and it's like, oh, this is like every stereotypical like nightmare fuel conversation you see ro- roaming around social media for about five minutes and. And cringing to yourself, going, "Oh Lord, have mercy! This is terrifying." Or, yeah. or it's, but then Sam Wilson's like, "Are you freaking serious?" As they're all saying, "Well, we're gonna be the best, the best place on earth, and we're and no one's gonna mess with Captain America, and no one mess with Hydra, and he's building, creating all these jobs at the Dreadnought Factory and warships, and da 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 da." And then Sam Wilson goes, "Screw this! This this food sucks anyway. I'm out." And and it's and it's definitely, I mean, it definitely and it does also get into the history of a of a, him as Falcon and then him and then all the stuff that's gone down between him and Steve and and yeah. then and then and how and then how he gets into the current gig he's doing right now, which is basically taking people, paying people out, paying people over the border and taking them into other countries. And, yeah. Making like shipping out kind of uh, secretly under Hydra's radar, he's kind of um, smuggling out people, isn't he? So he's smuggling people um, like Inhumans, um, mutants, superheroes, or anyone really that doesn't want to live in the Hydra nation state. Um, he's shipping them across the border, which um, mm-hmm. I was kind of interested to see how he was actually managing that. Um, but they kind of just gloss over that a little bit. Um, I actually want to know of, more. Like, how yeah. did he 
how does he how does he physically do it because it starts off and you know it's one of those isn't it really like there's so many different um there's so many unbelievable things in these comics that you know to pick on something like this seems a bit daft but you know yeah it starts off he says like hydra's border protections were practically insurmountable force fields dreadnoughts checkpoints everywhere but dennis had told me a story a while back that gave me an idea and then pretty soon we were back in action and then it has like a little kind of montage of him picking up people like in disguise quote unquote in a truck where he's wearing sunglasses and a hat yeah um like the kind of the marvel cinematic universe's version of in disguise like you always see steve mm-hmm. rogers and like falcon just in caps and stuff um and then the next scene is misty knights hidden in the back of the truck and then they're in the woods uh, getting them across the border and it's just kind of like I was expecting it to be a bit more detailed than that and actually just be how he's doing it but I assume if he's like they've kind of dropped the idea of it being you know um, D-Man's got this idea of go, oh well I've got a plan so and it gave him an idea so maybe it's going to be a call back to something from a previous issue or something uh, yeah. but either but way they do kinda, kinda, but they do kind of set up but it does explain a lot of how like Scott, how Scott Lang knows him. Yeah. As you get that, as you get him from the last issue of Secret Empire, it's like okay, now we know why how Scott Lang knows him. Yeah. He yeah. got Cassie out of the country, so it's like that's, okay, uh, that's quite a neat little thing. I can't imagine Cassie going easily though. Like he said that oh she doesn't she doesn't want to go she doesn't like the idea, but like Cassie Lang from Young Avengers she would not she would no. not want to go over the border you know she would not want to. Uh, want to leave leave Hydra as it is at the moment she'd be right there with with the rest of the rooms to the she'd, Red Room Avengers you know the she'd, red be room kids. she'd be with the Red Room kids she'd be training yeah. the Black so Widow bit, um, yeah so it's a bit unfortunate kind of seeing that character used in yeah, that way but at the same time you know there's a lot of moving pieces you can't you can't keep track of them all I, I imagine they were like I imagine he's like should I keep her should I yeah I'll just send her out yeah I, I don't know it's like he probably was like okay yeah, yeah. Right, had to pick and choose who he wanted to use and who he wanted to dive into, but but then it does explain why Scott Lang gets involved, get knows Sam Wilson, and that's how they lead into where they run into Sam Wilson in that bar. Uh, yeah. Whoop. So it's like even though it's kind of set before that cliffhanger, I think it reads better afterwards. I think it reads better. To oh, it does. Of, it reads a lot you know, better. Read that cliffhanger and then come back and read this issue and then. You know, as you say, then go into Secret Empire number three because I think it works better read that way. Especially because here's the need because now that we're getting into because now we're heading to Secret Empire number three. Well, do we just before we do that? Do we think that this was an issue worth picking up? I would say so, mostly because it is pretty fascinating to hear more of what Sam Wilson's doing and yeah, kind of how he got into everything. It's actually kind of cool to see. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really, it doesn't really give me anything new. I don't think, or no, it doesn't, or rather, it really. doesn't really give me anything that I couldn't have already picked up by reading Secret Empire issues two and three. You know, I can kind of figure oh. how, figure out what's going on with him. But you're right; it is it is an interesting to kind of expand that a little bit and just see, you know. And also, I liked the as you say, like the the best bits were again the most uncomfortable, which is seeing how Sam Wilson went from being Captain America to being done and being kind of washing his hands of it. And then, um, and then he ends up becoming the guy who gets people out of the country. 
Yeah, exactly, yeah, and kind of drawn back in in this kind of way. Yeah, fascinating. But yeah, anyway, Secret Empire number three. Sorry, carry on. So, this is like Secret Empire number three. This is when you got Nick Spencer with uh, Andrea Sorrentino, and the artists are Andrea Sorrentino with Rod Reese. Mm-hmm. Or Rod. Rod Reese. Is it Rod Reese or Rod Reese? I am. Uh, I don't know. I'd go with Reese, but it could be Rod Reese. And then letter and letter by, and then letter by VCs Travis Lane Lanham, mm-hmm. and this this is a as like this one is a lot into the cosmic universe of things. Yeah, a lot of this like there's a lot of ground level stuff, but there's also a lot of cosmic stuff in this with a, a little bit of cosmic stuff and a little bit of so a little bit of everything happening. It was all this one's a lot of moving pieces. Like yeah. It it does move, it, it does progress everything quite well I think um, you kind of see like Steve Rogers like mm-hmm. what's like and you kind of get the idea that this is a this is a Steve Rogers this is this is Steve Rogers that that this girl's dealing with here and and because he 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 he, remember, he remembers where he came from you just don't know exactly how yet like where is this going how is he yeah how is this going to work here and I mean, yeah we can get we can talk about the theory behind that in a little bit if you like um, i screw it i want to get it out of the way now oh I, god okay okay i, I, so, I had enough fun with that on twitter oh, yeah so the, the, regarding this regarding this um this other captain america that has appeared in what still looks like a bit of a weird dream sequence um there was a rumor going around um on uh, Twitter that I still don't think has really made it as like an actual article on Bleeding Call. I don't remember. It hasn't. It and here, here's what Matt. I can actually explain this. I actually did a little bit of a. I did a little bit of research, and I actually put and because Aww. I did a little bit of research into it because this is originally a theory that popped up on the Outhousers from what I was from what I was looking into it, and then the Nerdist picked up, and then Nerdist did a video and talked about that. Uh, talked about the theory. Mm-hmm. And 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 so pretty much what happened was when the Nerdist theory started hitting up, then it started going like wildfire all over social media, and so that's where the theory started kicking in the gear. Yeah. And then people thought it was a rumor, but it's really just a theory. That's a rumor, mm-hmm. and it's basically like that. Ultimate Captain America is the Hydra Cap, and this Captain America that they have coming around is the real Steve Rogers and mm-hmm. and here's the thing I mostly talked about it because someone else shared on Twitter and I thought oh this is fascinating this is interesting this is weird and do I think it's actually probably going to be it probably not but I thought it was fascinating and I thought it was interesting and it, here's but here's what's funny in here and here is why people kind of glommed onto it this event is so bonkers that really I can't blame people who are actually thinking it might have been fact or I might have believed it because guess what anything is really possible I mean you could go well why are people believing it because because this event is basically getting people fascinated and keeping people engaged in a way that no one quite expected and Mm. and because now that people have had time to read it I mean yeah there's some people who are not going to be happy about this no matter why no matter what but the way this theory came together is when the other people go but you know what people are coming up with theories guess what yeah yeah Marvel just did 
this is what part of the job was. Oh wow, now people are theorizing. Now people are really talking about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That's that's what exactly Marvel was kind of hoping. Like, oh cool, they're talking about it. They're kind of getting into it. Like, okay, they're they're kind of they're kind of thinking of these oddball little theories. Okay, cool. Exactly. So, and I loved your Matt. You had probably the best reaction. You were getting mad. Oh, man, it made me, it made, it made me mad. And I don't know why, I don't know why. I'm not, I'm not mad about it now. I kind of got over it. Um, but the, the idea, like the, the, the concept of um, ultimate Captain America being the Hydra Captain America and then the real 616 or Earth Prime or whatever Tom Brevoort wants to call it version of our, our Steve Rogers our Captain America is the one that's in the woods saving that girl from the serpent yeah. squad I don't know why it got me mad because it was just <laughs> first was... because I don't know like I I don't know whether it all whether it'll be true or not and I don't know if the rumour I don't know if the rumour said that that was going to be revealed in issue 3 so in no which case, it's it was a theory that someone almost made it felt like it was so many issue. I actually mm-hmm. thought it was because the theory was hitting so fast and furious at one point. Yeah, that, yeah. But lo and behold, it wasn't. But I was just sure. sort of like, you know what? And when I did some research into it, I was like, hmm, it's just a theory that popped up on the internet and it just kind of went wildfire for a day. Interesting. And You're going to have to send me a link to um, to where it originally I'll send you, I'll, send you, I'll, I'll probably I'll send you a show notes. I'll probably send it to you later because it definitely it's like it yeah, was no, from the nurse and it was I had to just I had to do some research on it though because I didn't know where exactly it originated from. I like I it. Investigative journalism for that's the issue. It it's just because I well because mostly because I was getting irritated because I had people because I had because I saw I had, I was getting sometimes one thing about me is if I get if I get an guys going. Okay, you know, I need to figure out where the stupid thing came from, just so I don't, so so I, cause, cause I don't know, cause I was like, I just heard this stupid thing on Twitter, this, this theory that I thought was fascinating, and and I'm getting like twenty Twitter messages back and forth on it, and it's starting, and like some people are very interested, and people are going, like, like where did you get that? And I'm going, I just saw it on Twitter. I did not know where it came from, and then I went, okay, now I know where it came from, and now I'm like, it's a theory. Yeah. And and. People have shared. I I don't know. I get a little. I I was like going here. I this is where I and I just I found out it was a video off the Nerdist that someone found, and then that's where. And then they and someone of the outhousers said mentioned something about it, and then and then the Nerdist people did a video about this theory, and I don't know if they got it from the outhousers or if the person came. I don't know. Kind of a snake eating its own tail kind of thing. It's I don't know where it came. I don't know how, what, where, pony. But I think I think the reason I got so mad is the idea that um, this event has got so big and it's got so meaningful and Nick Spencer has put so much meaning into it and there are a lot of people and we'll go into it when we go into Twitter in a minute about oh, yeah. like there are people that are pulling from this and the people that are, have got some you know they're taking meaningful uh, lessons from it. And, it, and, and if Nick Spencer wants it to be, or if everything Nick Spencer and Tom Brevoort and, and Axel Alonso have been saying about this series is to be believed, is that it, you know, it, has, it is important, it has weight to it, it means something. That's the reason why they're doing it. That's the reason why they're pissing so many people off. That's the reason why they're tackling something as controversial and as topical and as relevant as they are. And you want 
And they and, and Nick Spencer himself, he said, if you're not doing that, if you're not tackling these issues, and if you don't want that kind of weight from your stories, then what the hell are you here, what the hell are you here for? Do you know what I mean? And like and that, exactly. the, the idea he's created of, he's created passion. I mean, he yeah. like it or, love or hate this story. He's cre- they, he hit a nerve. Mm. Love or hate this story, he hit a nerve. Absolutely. And when he hit that nerve. Guess what? He did his job. Yeah. He got you. And as you say, like whether 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 you're loving it or hating it, if you're talking about it, then Marvel's won. You know, Marvel's got, got exactly what they wanted. And so the idea of the the punchline, if you will, because it does kind of make it all a joke. The punchline being, oh, actually, it was Ultimate Captain America. Like, firstly, that's such a weird deep cut. The, the 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 fan off the street that has been brought in because of this, people who don't read comics are going to come in and go, he's what now? What? And they're just going to walk away, and they're just going to go, oh, so it, it is just comics after all? It is just dumb, stupid comics? It does, doesn't have anything to say? It is just an old switcheroo? You know, um, it was all a dream. It might as well have been. And so I, I mean, genuinely, genuinely, I don't know, I don't know how true it is. We'll, we'll find out how true it is. It's likely uh, not true. So, it's likely know, not true. But it was it was a fascinating theory that went a little wildfire for about a day. We realized, okay, that yeah. was silly. And then, and then, because someone else messaged me, and someone because someone else sent me a message on Twitter about it, and I was just like, dude, it was just a theory that I thought was fascinating. <laughs> and it's becoming a thing. It, it was someone who I was like, it was some person I had no idea who, like, someone else, and I was like, Dude, it's just a theory I found interesting, and I just and that was how I said it, and I just went yeah. and let us move and let us move on from that adventure because this because that and because this was interesting because the issue itself was very fascinating how they explore the Steve Rogers and how he's kind of going through this weird, I guess, like journey throughout, mm-hmm. and then and then I love but the funny the interesting part is how. The Guardians of the Gal- how, how the Guardians of the Galaxy are trying to like Star Lord and Groot, uh, Groot and Rocket are, are trying to uh, negotiate with with people from other planets to help them out help them out yeah. in their fight against Chitari and yeah that's interesting well, well it it was probably the thing that made the most sense because it's like um, you know <laughs> what we've had some dealings with cosmic and our cosmic dealings have not been the best mm. at all. Yeah, Earth has not come out too great in a lot of their cosmic dealings. Um, a lot of the time, they have ended up being um, on the wrong side of um, other people's fists. So it's not done too well. But they, um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The scrolls like very familiar. It's like, all right, mate, calm down. So they've got the scrolls, they've got the the Kree, they've got the brood, um, and they've got probably uh, someone else and someone else. Um, and yeah, basically, Star Lord says we are really, <laughs> essentially, he's basically said we're really vulnerable. Um, we are the weakest we've ever been, and we need your help. And obviously, all the others have just gone death to Earth, and it, <laughs> it was like. Hail, what, what was, was it again? again? Hydra. Hydra, hail and, Hydra. And it was legit 
I mean, it was probably the most weirdly funny scene. It, it, it was funny. It, it, it was actually legit funny. And Andrew Sorrentino is amazing. Holy Andrew Sorrentino is absolutely it, fantastic. This the is art on like, this one. It was, was it, um, did he do last issue or did he do the issue? Last before? issue. Did last and issue, yeah. We're, we are being true. We are like, we are getting a visual treat for the ages here. Mm, absolutely, like, absolutely. I mean, that when they when you go from when when he when he contacts uh, Carol, telling okay, um, we we're they they're not happy with us, and it's like these people these guys really do not like Earth apparently. And she's like, I appreciate your praying, Peter. I really do. But if you'll excuse me, we actually have company right now. And this gorgeous splash page. Yeah. I mean, the stars and the red and the reds and. And all like the different stars are like showing like flashes of people in battle, and yeah. you're like, oh, I mean, because Galactus is it's like they and then they show like how it's and it's a beautiful looking battle sequence, and then and then it's like and then the the hopelessness of uh, our stations compromised, we're only we're almost out of oxygen. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Galactus isn't coming. No one's here to yeah. help. Uh, we're kind of screwed, and Quasar could help, but she's knocked out in a coma. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're screwed, uh, and we're, and we're this and this issue covers so many bases that that's that's pretty much all we get to see of the cosmic stuff. Exactly. Um, then it's like it's like Black Widow's talking to Maria Hill, yeah, and. and Here's the thing, and this is why I tell, and this is because this issue directly leads into the Secret Empire uprising. Yes, this yeah. Is why I, this is why I said we're saving it for last. Yeah, because, you got a good little, good little lead into this. I like it because it's because, and that, that's why I kind of dig it. That's why I'm saving uprising for last because that, <laughs> it's it is really cool what they do with this because it's because Widow is like Widow and her conversation with Maria Hill. I I really like this. I mm-hmm. love this chat because. It's like true to Maria Hill. It's true. It's true to Natasha, and they're sort of like, and, and it's like Natasha's like, and Maria's like, you're coming around in my way of thinking. You, you're, you're at my level now. You, you know what needs to be done. Yeah. Like you're, you're doing what you need to do. So. Yeah, so basically having this kind of uh, touching base about what war means and, um, you know what the what it takes to do what you need to do and i think maria hill as a character has gotten a bit of a beating over the last couple of years she like, has specifically it's from shame, nick spencer you know nick spencer has run her through the ringer uh, but even before that she was getting a bit of a, a beat down and i do generally think that a lot of this is setting up nick fury jr being the new head of shield and I think we're going to end with Shield as it is is going to come crumbling down because it's been infested with Hydra, and in its place is this new Shield with Nick Fury at the helm. And I think that's kind of, I feel like that's where this, that's where it's been going ever since yeah. they introduced that Nick Fury Junior. That's where it's been heading, like um, a slow burn, like, like a okay. slow burn. Yeah, and I think Maria Hill has been dragged down. She's been she's been dragged through decisions that were not the right decision to make but they were the right ones for the time um, and she's made a lot of compromises and she's taken a lot of steps uh, step by step she's gone down a path that was there was a dark path 
same with like Cyclops to a degree like Cyclops was the same exactly. you know, he, every step he took was the right one for that moment but it all led him down a path that was wrong ultimately wasn't it and it's the same with Maria Hill I think she's um, she's made a lot of bad decisions especially regarding like these cosmic cubes and things like that um, and so now she's got to pay for that mm. price and she's kind of in hiding at the moment isn't she so it's kind of like how Cyclops right now is dead for the moment and yeah. until they can figure out a way to bring him back and then kind of redeem it redeem yeah. him at some point in the future and then Maria I don't know if they're going to kill Maria or they're just going to have whatever this new structure of shield is going to be if she's going to be like kind of like just doing mm. something within it but yeah I don't, I don't know I'd hope they don't kill her because I think she's a really good character um, she's awesome I love Maria I think, yeah I think maybe she'll kind of take on a bit more of a you know, she's the character that Nick Fury couldn't be at the time when they introduced her. She needed to be this kind of alternate take, this kind of antagonist kind of, uh, you know, person that's going to stand up to the Avengers kind of thing. Um, and that's, I feel as though the new the new generation, the new kind of generations and legacy storyline doesn't need that anymore. I don't think we need shield to be opposed to avengers i think we need shield exactly. to be like led by nick fury and um a bit more kind of in line with the the cinematic universe a little bit i suppose where it's kind of they're working in tandem at the that, height of the marvel age or the heroic age kind of thing that would be the smart play just have them working together as a team mm. and also but i have to say this there's one thing i i, I have to mention in the midst of all this Nick Spencer brought that someone from his superior foes of Spider-Man run at yes. the run this uh, like underground bar and I went I I didn't realize it until like son of a gun he brought back one of his characters from superior foes run yeah it was that boomerang boomerang like that is really cool yeah that's awesome yeah it's a good throwback I quite like that and that I quite like clever. that um, this is still a natural progression for that character as well like I feel like he would actually be in this position it's like I like I'm just running my bar. I'm running my thing. No bother anybody. Yeah. She can stay here. No one's just just you. Go meet her. Cool. But I love. But the, and then we get into the red room training. The yeah. This is wild. This is. I love these characters. Like we'll get more into that when we start talking about uprising. But but yeah, this those really those good. Those are awesome. I one. The this is this is a testament to the really to the um, to Andrew Sorrentino and also the um, the letterist the lettering on this is uh, that I'll go back to letter again because I actually want to give let <laughs> Travis Lanham's up uh, lettering because the giant boom with that when oh, yeah, when yeah. the when the when the simulation goes literally kaboom because mm-hmm. see these guys these these uh, the teen heroes their mindset is well. We want to save the person's life who has like all the exploding things in her body. We want to save their life. We don't want to have to kill them. But these simulations supposed to teach them like, no, you have to make the hard decision. Mm. Sometimes you have no choice. Which again is like kind of coming down to that. Um, what I was saying about Secret Warriors is this idea of like, I love, I love Ms. Marvel and I love Moon Girl, and it's like you know, yeah, do not do not mistreat them. And then this is exactly the same because Nadia Pym um, is mm-hmm. awesome, and she's again she's a treasure. And it's like, do not bring her down, do not drag her through your dirt, because she's she's had red room training, you know, and she's come out the other side of it. 
and she's come out of it as a positive person, as a positive character, an upbeat, happy character that just wants to give and just wants to save lives and give into like give to this exactly. world. And Black Widow saying, "Yeah, those days are gone. You can't do that. You have to make the the bad choices." And again, Nadia Pym says, "You know, you know, Black Widow's like." If there's 100 innocent people being killed um, and you have to choose between them or one monster, what would you do? And instantly Nadia's like, find another way. Because that's how she is, that's who she is. And I, exactly. I like that that is how the next generation think. Like they think like the hero, they think in the same mindset as the heroes used to think. You know, how like, how Captain America and Iron Man and Black Widow and you know spider-man and, and and everyone used to used to be we will find a way we will find a way to make the right decision whereas yeah. now you know the, the the heroes don't think like that anymore because they're so jaded they're so dragged down by these events and yet the next generation here and they're going no this is the right way you know you've lost your way in a cool in a weird way i would kind of get a kick out of like if they decided to go if whatever they decided whatever happens with the red room team and how this sorts of, how this goes down, mm-hmm. and if Black Widow survives this at the end of the day, I kind I hope she, I, it'd be kind of cool to have Black Widow be kind of like this, be like this mentor and being brought up like kind of into the light with this mm-hmm. team that she worked with in this Red Room situation. Yeah, and these teens kind of being like, kind of like these teens young and young and like an adult are kind of like helping her be like, like you know what? Yeah. We went through the crappy situation in our lives, and maybe we can all work off each other after yeah. this terrible event. That and would be the best case scenario coming out of coming out of Secret Empire. It would make up for the fact that Ultimate Captain America is Hydra Cap, and it would I, it would make up for that, and it would calm me down if I found out that these Red Room they, heroes I, are going to be Avengers. If that is the plan. That is, I think everyone will be like, "Oh, come on!" If that, but yeah, I really. But it's like this issue, the one thing about this issue that I think will probably is probably going to drive a few people nuts is the fact that it bounces around mm. a lot. It, it does, like, and it, it it's got a lot of moving pieces. This um, is like this is like the issue like number three. The usually either number three or number four issue, whatever, is usually like these issues that they have to get all the moving pieces going. They have and have, yeah, and, and and the writer is kind of like juggling. It's like. It's like juggling, like a like in, like pretty much juggling all these different pieces and trying to figure out. Okay, get this and 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 get this in, and mm-hmm. like like pretty much like because this is where we kind of start getting into like Sam Wilson with the uh, with the with the underground team, and then they're kind of like like look, I'm taking you where you need to go, and then I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it, because the part of the issue I kind of want to dive into more or more like. Like, like freaking Steve, like freaking Captain America taking Sharon Carter to the Hydra Youth Science Fair. Yep. Which Disturb- again is that- disturbing. That was creepy. It was that very was- creepy. Anything creepy. with Sharon Carter is creepy because you know it is it is abuse, isn't it? It's violence. It's kind of mental. Um, it, it's mental, mental abuse. Torture. Ugh. Yeah, and he's, Ugh. he's it, it's. It's disgusting. It's disturbing, and it's it's kind of it's times like this where I do kind of wish that it wasn't the real Steve Rogers. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, this is, I want to like I want this story to have weight. I want it to mean something. I want I don't want to have an easy out of oh it's an alternate version 
But then times or, like this, where you see Sharon Carter getting abused and tortured by the person that she loved the most, you, I want to tap out. I want to go, yeah, okay, it's not really him. It's an ultimate version. That's fine. Tap out. That's fine. I'm done. Because I don't want to see this. I want her to be able to turn around and go, right, that wasn't actually him. It's fine. Because her, everyone's nightmare, if you've ever... If anyone's ever been in love with anyone, this is your worst nightmare, and so for it to be happening to her is uh, is horrible. It's but it, just it's still fantastically written. You know, it's a well, it it's a really well written scene. It's really well written. I, I actually because it's really when you get into the high when you get into like the Hydra and all these kids are creating all these different devices and this guy creates this like like inhuman detector and like oh gee and mm. then and then Sharon Carter sort of like gets free reign to say what she wants because not like he's gonna do anything to her. No. It's like he's gonna be emotionally abusive, but he's not gonna actually do anything more than be a jerk. Yeah. But he's like, I she's want you to, to love me, and it's like, oh. yeah. She's starting to push the boundaries a little bit because I think she realizes, like, that she does still have a little bit of power. She does still have a little bit of agency. I think there's only so far she can push that, but at the mm-hmm. same time, I think she feels as though, you know, because she she's she's a spy at the end of the day. She's a well-trained spy. And she's out there thinking, right, well, what am I going to do? What how, what angle can I get this from? And I think the only angle she can use is the fact that he he loves her. He still says he's in love with her. And so she wants to try and use that angle. And so I think she's she's pushing his buttons and pushing the boundaries to see, uh, to hopefully for a future issue where she can actually do something about it. But this is what leads into the to when he gets called away from the Hitler from I I just said Hitler you, you did oh, oh yeah oh, Lord. but that's but that's it it is people going to have fun with that one later it's a direct analog it's a direct analog it's a direct analog but the the Hydra the Hydra Youth Fair and yeah. and then and then he, and then he goes to back to his to his Hail Hydra like and then Kraken and hit and then Kraken's getting his talking about like doing his uh, monitoring of his crew into of his crew and like to dealing with all these different people of, of Namor's Atlantis and and it's like it shows like them going to Wakanda that didn't end well no because I love the fact that it's I don't care how just... well you are Wakanda yeah. and like Black Panther and his people they all mm. slaughter y'all like yeah. don't mess with them they they Black Panther and, and the Dora Milaje and all and his very well trained army yeah they you're screwed you're, yeah and I love that that's that's all it takes as well is that one panel of them just going yeah it, it it's um, I hope it goes better than Zola's foray into Wakanda and it just shows Black Panther he's like kind of his arms outstretched like punching and slashing at people and there's just blood splatter and it's just like yeah you don't mess with Wakanda you do not mess with Black Panther and it's just like okay yep all, all you need is one panel to prove that uh, which I thought was awesome um, and then yeah that awesome really really cool double page spread of Taskmaster uh, and his team invading Atlantis um, trying to find these you know the hunt is truly on for these um, the cosmic cube pieces the cosmic cube fragments yeah so the hunt is on for them now it's really cool because Zemo's like no I will not fail we will not fail you this time I will make sure we get a victory here Mm. and you have like it's really because this is sort of like this squad here is a really effective squad. I mean, yeah. it's like Scarlet Witch is in there, 
and they don't really explain yet why Scarlet Witch is working. No, they've not explained that yet, well, but yeah. I, I think they will. They will at some point. We'll learn soon, but then Superior Octopus, which we actually were going to get more of Superior Octopus soon yeah, in yeah. Amazing Spider-Man, which I really... I actually cannot wait to see how they play that, because I'm legit excited to see what they do with Superior Octopus, because I've been talking about this on Twitter a little bit, a little bit but I think I talked about you more, but you more, but it's like I, I love me Superior Spider-Man. And yeah, I like Superior, Superior Octopus. Is like if I get a little bit of Superior Spider-Man action with Superior Octopus, I'm gonna be a happy man. Because yeah, yeah. I like I because it's like they've got then they freaking bring back the the uh, er, the freaking uh, Eric uh, Ant Man in this, which is like yeah, Eric uh, Eric O'Grady. Eric O'Grady is like whoa, they're really. Mm. I mean, I mean it's really and then because the Atlantis invasion is just straight up. It's like Zemo's like, well, Neymar knew we were coming. Yep. Yeah. He's hidden the fragment somewhere else, or he's not got one at all, or it's all a bluff. But uh, anyway, like Steve Rogers basically says, yeah, destroy it all, tear it all down. And it's their oldest uh, oldest temple, the most ancient, sacred temple that they have, which is weird because I'm sure, be. uh, sure Atlantis has been destroyed at least once. I'm sure Atlantis has been leveled at least once or twice. Um, Once, but either twice, way, three times. Yeah, now, now it's totally well. The, the that temple has been destroyed anyway, and then we cut to what I think is one of the first kind of major kind of oh shit moments of the of the story. Yeah, because um, this is a setup for the um, the underground one shot that's coming up. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. because the, the, they actually because they're going to be, they're going into the freaking. Uh, I think they're because they're because they're starting because they're starting they're starting to explore into like because when I started seeing like when I saw them talking like getting Sam Wilson and they they're going to they they're going to Brazil so they got into they're getting to Brazil and then and then when you hear when you hear like the conversation about Wanda said Vision da 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 mm. and and then the, and you see the old picture of the Avengers together and then and then like the freaking robot Jarvis there and then here's yeah, Hank Pym and then and then they have all and then they have freaking Hank Pym Ultron going, It'll be so nice to see our family again. The creepiest Crap. Yeah, the creepiest, most disturbing Ultron Pym hybrid, which I don't know if there is a name for it, like Pym Ultron, I think I've heard Pym mentioned Ultron, a few times. No. But, but it's I don't terrifying. Know, I've not seen I've not followed that character. I read Rage of Ultron, which was the Rick Remender, Jerome Pena graphic novel that, yes, that was, um, um, came out around he, the same time as Hank Ultron. Yeah, Hank Pym died, died reborn that, as him Ultron, like kind of a merged being, wasn't it? This is, and then and then after this, then we get like Steve Rogers. We finish up our our last bit with Steve Rogers in the issue, and and they actually show like he's gonna get free yes. as the girl fades away. Free and, of what? Free of where? Wherever he is, we don't know yet. Um, he's just wandering in this dream world or he's mm. inside steve rogers head i see that's that's kind of where i'm leading to think i think he's i think this is a part of steve rogers's psyche inside his head um or he is inside a cosmic cube fragment or something because the kind of the the coloring the tone the this the, the weird staging of it all feels like a dream all feels like um like it's not quite real 
because the way Rod Reese is doing this, it's very dreamlike. It's very yeah. ethereal. It's very, it's very beautiful work. And yeah, and it's a good it's a good decision to have Rod Reese drawing those sequences, because Andrea Sorrentino's right. art is is very kind of harsh and um, sharp, and I think that would be at odds with the the tone that I think Spencer's going for in those in those other sequences with the uh, with weird dream. Dreamy, dreamy bearded Steve Rogers, and then, but then when you go back to the last bit of the issue, after yeah. you get that scene of Dream Rogers, Steve Rogers, and the in this sort of like ethereal sort of dreamlike state, how they're gonna, and then you get back to go back to Newark, and and then it's like back at the bar where poor our poor friend gets basically goes happy with his money, yay money, and then the biggest explosion yeah. which. It's freaking awesome, and then yeah. and then I love the thing. Not my money, not my money, not my money. It's like, and then here comes that. Don't worry, I'm not here for your money. I'm here for your knowledge. Okay, on second part, I actually have more money. And then he basically arranged. They basically set up the meeting between the two women, being Maria Hill and and freaking Maria Hill and freaking uh, Black and Natasha Romanoff, the the Black Widow, Mary. And then and then here comes our final page. Yeah, of, I could be your punishment. Hail Hydra, and then punish her in the Hydra gear. <laughs> I'd like then, it if you actually said it that happily. Like, I could be a punishment. Hail Hydra. I could, or let's see if I can do this more of the serious tone. Do it. Or, I could be your punishment. Hail Hydra. I oh, wish yeah. I could do I John Bernthal's Punisher voice because oh, that's. That was, like, that was like one of those um, motion comics where they put like a, a voice voice to the voice to the comics. People can read along with that. I was trying that, to go for that. Mine was yeah, still a little bit too. Mine was too happy the first round. This the second round was much more. I was, I was took like, a second run through. Uh, a second, second run through. But this is. Yeah. So the, the Punisher in is wearing a T-shirt that I, I love the fact that somewhere he's he's printing his own T-shirts. He must be, or he's got someone to print a T-shirt for him because it's, yeah, it's a it's a Hydra T-shirt. It's a pun. It's the Punisher logo. With the Hydra octopus arms or tentacles coming off it, octopus arms—they are otherwise known as tentacles—coming um, off yeah. the Punisher logo, and that is that is a T-shirt. That is teenage kids trying to be edgy are going to be wearing that T-shirt in a couple of weeks. I guarantee it. Oh Lord, yeah. Um, but it's but it was freaking like the one thing was that kind of annoyed me is everyone and their brother started spoiling it. Like the moment, like it's like here's bleeding cool. Guess who's Hydra? Yeah, then... I, I read that article, and before I'd read the issue, and I thought that that was just going to be a moment in the issue, because I yep. read it thinking like, oh, okay, well, this is, you know, okay, yeah, so punishes Hydra as well. Wonder what the actual twist's going to be, and no, no, that is the twist of the story. So I was a bit, yeah, you're right, I'm a bit annoyed with that. And then someone in my comic store goes right up to me like, hey, Wes, guess what? Punisher's Hydra. I just heard you. <laughs> And I like at least I'm like be glad I'd already read I already seen yeah. seen it already, like but I gave him like a little bit of a glare like, dude yeah dude, yeah yeah already I, I I'm already did read I already saw like clicked an article and saw and I, I already saw the picture but yeah yeah they, they and but it it was very but it is very mm. fat but it is a very it's an interesting because the one thing I've actually talked about I actually talked about do I talked about it and. Captain America and Frank Castle have history, because when Frank, when uh, Captain America died initially, 
Frank Castle decided, well, I'm going to be Captain America. Yes. I'm going um, In Fraction's run. The... Oh, no, Fraction. That was it. Fraction's uh, Fraction's run with, uh, with Punisher during the Punisher Warzone comic. Yeah, and he Punisher wore, Warzone, like, yeah. that Captain America gear with the shield and... Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I remember that was, cover. And, and Ariel Olivetti did the art for it. And yes. it was a really cool period. I'm like, oh, please, Spencer, touch on that. I mean, mm. you've touched on just enough. That's cool. Please just keep it going because that this you have something really cool here. And if you don't mess it up, cause this is really neat. And now the next issue is going to be Ultron. And I think the next issue will carry on the way these the last two issues have which i i kind of thought looking at the front covers or looking at the solicitations for it i assumed issue two was going to all be about the dark force dimension issue three was going to be all the cosmic stuff where in actual fact both of those things in both of those issues only took up a couple of pages yep um but what's actually happening is all of these pieces are being moved around at the same time um and i think still quite well done i think they're i think they're still kind of moving all the pieces in quite a um, quite a disciplined fashion like he's going through each each story beat and you're not spending a great deal of time on things and the only thing I will say about some of them is you definitely get the sense with with some of the stories that it's kind of, it's not saying it but in an, if this was 10 years ago or 15 years ago you'd have had little boxes at the bottom going find out what happens to these in Secret Empire Uprising or Secret Empire Underground and like a little kind of you know Excelsior yeah. in the bottom hand corner whereas they don't do that but you kind of you still get the feeling that these stories continue elsewhere um, and you know that's fine you know that's what tie-ins are for that's why I mean, that's how this event's playing and yeah yeah but and this is our going to be our, our final bit of this mm-hmm. which which is Secret Empire Uprising yeah. Do it, uh, written by Derek Landy, arted and drawn by Joshua Cassara, and and the colorist is Rachel 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 Rosenberg, and lettered by G- DC's Joe's Caramanga. I adored this issue. Yes, I I adored this because I did not expect it to be so funny. It's really good. It's really lighthearted, isn't it? Like surprisingly for, so. For this for this be Red Room Train, for this be like Black Widow taking these kids to the most hardcore Red Room Train, this is legitimately funny. I mean, mm-hmm. th- it's like cause the ultimate idea is is like they're being trained to be going to the into the into the Hydra into the I, the Hydra Youth Choir. Yeah, and that's the, and that's, their, right. and that's their mission. And if I would have said Hitler Youth Choir, I might I might have been like, yes, I know. I, know. <laughs> I thought that. Yes. I was like, oh, you said that one and, right and, this time. And I and I, oh, and I, and I will because uh, I as like, yes, I will, I own up to it. I probably and I, and I already know if we if we get any kind of comments like Wes, what did you just say? Like, yes, I know what I said. It it was it was a it was a very much a yes. I realized what I said. And <laughs> but this was but yeah, the ultimate plans are going to Hydra Youth Choir and. This should not. I mean, that this turned out to be really funny, a really good exploration of all these different characters and why they're working with Black Widow. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like Nadia train Nadia and Amadeus chose like examples of going of like why they're perfect for this uh, this uh, undercover mission. It's like, and it's like, it's like it's like yeah, Nadia can sing. And then, and then here's Amadeus being the showboat showboat. 
yeah and yeah. it's like yeah yeah you you're in you, you <laughs> like hulk doesn't suffer from stage fright does he yep no hulk hulk doesn't suffer from stage fright miles suffers from stage fright he can't sing in front of people that was funny that was really cute funny. i actually and then and then riri's like like this is so lame <laughs> yeah and yet so she still stupid. sings <clears throat> and it, I love Vib. Why does Hydra have a youth choir? Oh yeah. Why? 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 Why, why yeah. does Hydra have a youth choir? It's like, and then it's like, and and I love, and then I love how it's like Black Widow like you've organized foster camaraderie. And Friday sends it up belonging and, sw- and sway allegiances. If all your friends jumped on a bridge, wouldn't you, Vib? Most of my friends can fly. So yes, then, but you won't be going undercover, <laughs> Viv. You wanna go undercover? And and. And, and, and I love it's like, and neither were you, Falcon. Your wings are, are a giveaway. Praise Jeebus. <laughs> and, I think this, and, this group as a whole are just, again, I, we said it before, I'll say it again. This group needs to be the new Avengers. I want to I want to read about these characters. Bring, like, put, add into this group um, Ms. Marvel and Nova and maybe Moon Girl as well, because I love Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. And then, and that's it. You know, you've got an awesome group there. Um, you could fun. keep going. Like, you could keep going and keep adding people. You could add Squirrel Girl. You could add, um, you know, you could add the, the Young Avengers that we talked about. I, yeah, this was legit good. I mean, let Black Widow be this sort of like mentor to these, to this group of teenagers and go nuts. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's how it should be. I think all the all the generation of characters, the legacy characters, the whole the whole new Marvel legacy direction. They have these generations one shots where they all they fight together and they're equal partners and this. But I think the generations one shots should be handing the baton over to the new generation. And then when the legacy comics come out, the legacy numbering starts to hit. All of these new heroes, including the Avengers, including Captain America and Falcon and all this, they're all handing over to the new generation. And the like Iron Man leave leave how invincible Iron Man has been going at the moment is the perfect kind of um frame or kind of a template, sorry, for, for how it should be, because you've got you've got Tony Stark in there, but he's this AI that may or may not be evil, um, running in the background. Mm-hmm. And Riri is the hero. Riri, Riri's the main character in it, and you know I think that's perfect because it covers both bases. Like you know, Tony Stark's had hundreds and hundreds of issues of where he is the star. Mm-hmm. You know, let someone else have a go now, and let Riri Williams take over. And that's how you that's how you organically build in new characters. That's how you that's how you bring in new readers because you don't start from issue one all over again. You don't reboot your series, reboot your universe, exactly. but you know all the legacy, all the history's there. But it's there's only as much history as say your mom and dad have got. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't mm-hmm. need to know all that history. You just need to know that that history's there. And if you want to go back and see their adventures, you can do, or you can pick up this brand new series, which has got Riri Williams in it as Invincible Iron Man. It's awesome. It's really cool, and I really. And what I and and what's interesting about this is how all these people work as a squad. It's like okay, then then Black Widow's ethical adjustment training. Yeah. And Nadia's like, it's like what? And, and then Falcon's like, ethical adjustment. What even is that? It's like, <laughs> Nadia's like, standard red room stuff makes people mean. Teaches you not to help others. <laughs> yeah. And then Riri's like, how do you teach people not to help others? Is you gotta like kick a puppy and get to stand there and take it? 
Nadia. Oh no, Poppy! I'm like, <laughs> your lord, this should, this should not have been so funny. I mean, I'm like, this is like weirdly lighthearted and funny for what, but yeah. like what they're dealing with. And then, and I love how Black Widow goes, Riri, come in, please. Mm. And then, and then, and then Miles, I didn't see any puppies. <laughs> and then, and then it's like. And then, and then I'm like, and I'm like, I don't know what's here. I was like, what you gonna do? Talk to us? How tough can that be? And then it's like, they're all like, that that play on their tablet, play on their phones, and then Riri leaves crying. I'm like, what did you do, Natasha? <laughs> and then, and it's like, and then, and then, and I like Riri, and then Spider and Spider like Spider Man, you're next. And they don't tell, they don't tell you what happens from there. It's like all you know is Natasha hit nerve. Hit a lot of nerves, and <laughs> bring them down. It's like I'm I'm um, here to kind of hate you. I I'm here to make sure you survive. So yeah, like you're not gonna like it, but I'm here to teach you. But and then and then you kind of get Amadeus being set up through the through the, through meeting all the Hydra kids, and mm-hmm. and then it's yeah. like, and then it's like, and then the kid named Ryan Nelson going, hey, this is awesome. It is awesome. Hey, isn't this awesome? This is so awesome. Yeah, it does capture that kind of weird. Um, I mean, because it, it's all about the Hydra Youth Choir and inspiring these these youths and and kind of pushing this propaganda on them at a young age. Yeah. And like it's it it does capture that really well, and it captures it as well with the the guy in the next bit where he's like, um, I don't even know who the choir master is. Like he's just called the choir master, but he's I'm... this. <laughs> He's like Firemaster <laughs> should not have been this funny. He's brilliant because he stood there and he looks like he should be a classic villain. He he should like he should be a villain from you know from from years and years ago. But he's like there's one bit where he's like says choir is not about standing on a stage and singing. Choir is beauty. Choir is life. Show me that devotion and I will show you how to unravel the mysteries of existence. I love that. I mean, absolutely he, fantastic. I was I mean. The art and and it, the art's so expressive. I mean, like like a freaking freaking uh, Joshua Casara's art is so damned expressive. And it, yeah, it does capture it, all of these characters really well. And it's so good. I mean, yeah. the, the, this is kind of like this is the issue. Like out of all the issues, this is sort of like the one that was like I, I, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this. I love the Red Room yeah, team yeah, so yeah. very much. I couldn't wait like, for this. I was really looking forward to it. Because and because it's like because. Because it's sort of like how, how Amadeus is just sort of like, oh lord, this place is insane. Mm. And then, and then I love how I love and and I love how Falcons like the us right now. This guy is nuts. <laughs> yeah. And then if you are talented at making it to this choir, you know the honor of forming the groundbreaking ceremony for the rebuilding of the Capitol building in front of Captain America himself. And then, and then Black Widow like and that was like and then finally like, did you know that? I knew it was a possibility. To perform in front of Captain America's be within striking distance, and then that's when they realize, mm. oh, oh, you're yeah, that's what they're there for. And then it's like, and then it's like you came to me, and then Black Widow, you came to me. Remember, that's that means it's my room, and in the red room, we don't question our superiors. I'm like, I really, this is weird. It's like one of these where you realize you got going. I kind of like, it's like. This is like one of the most interesting, like one of the more unique, like Natasha and Natasha. Like this is fascinating. Yeah, I mean, it's a good insight into her. This is Natasha, like she's not. She's sort of like, I am here, 
like you came to me mm. I was going to do this by myself but you guys came to me so okay and again I think it's a good reason why them being like the, the old guard taking a back seat works really well as well because I think the, it helps develop their characters because it takes them in directions they've not been in before like apart from the X-Men who've taken on teacher roles like all the time like exactly. people like people like Black Widow and Hawkeye and Tony Stark they've not been in that position of being like the mentors and I think having being that person no, I think would really, really, got as much really develop their character they never really got it yeah, like Hawkeye got a little form of it when he kind of helped uh, Justice and uh, and Firestar get into the Avengers way back in Kirby's X-Ron to a degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got a form of that, but not to the degree that he that he's. This is like, like not to the the, the big degree, but like this is Black Widow getting the te- getting the work with an entire team of teen heroes. Yeah. And so I'm um, I'm a little conscious of the time because we're uh, we're pushing two hours now. But yeah, that's um, why. I, so, so basically, how the rest of the issue goes is you get introduced to these people, the freelancers, who are like people from the Champions Run, yes, which I'm yes. like, wow. I mean, and and then it's like, and then it's like, and then they realize Amadeus can be recognized by them, and mm. so it's like, hang on, we got an image inducer, we can fix this, no problem. We got the tech, and then Nadia, and then Nadia gets gets set up to the choir because she's actually a pretty. She's a pretty darn solid singer, even as like, like that's quite enough shaking. Thank you. Maybe the other voice is still drying yours out, and and then they and then Amadeus, and then they kind of start setting up with Amadeus being kind of distracting while they get everything sorted out. Because what's interesting is they show the freelancer being one of them being at least one of them pretty decent. They're all they're actually like we're not comfortable with being part of this Hydra thing, but they're like yeah. they're paying us. Roll with it. And yeah, and they and Mark Wayne's touched and then on that Nadia's a little bit. like, and then Nadia's like, and it's like, look, like, and it's like, and then they have, and they talk about the, and they, and then Nadia uses a rat to, to freak out everybody. Like, isn't he the cutest? And <laughs> this huge rat that she's this grown, huge rat that she makes friends with. It's like, hi, <laughs> this is my new friend. And it's like yeah. everyone, and then, and then the choir master. I'm surrounded by idiots. And then. And then it's like, and I park my patience, and then Amadeus sings this beautiful land where my father's died, land of the pilgrim's prize, from every mountain's time, let freedom ring. And then Carl's like, excellent. Mm. And because then the rest of the issue kind of goes into sets up like the freelancers, that's it, they're decent. They're actually relatively not evil people. They're just, yeah, they're yeah. doing a gig. They don't like it, they're not comfortable with it, but it's like, well, we're getting paid. And then. And then they set up like the team going in to get the image deducer for Amadeus. And yeah, the, t- the team they go in and they 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 drop off one by one, don't they? Like, um, Riri drops off because she can be stealthy in a stealth suit, but not if she's tiptoeing around in it, which is exactly. genius. Which is which funny. Which is perfect. It, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, and then and then Amadeus stealth, stealth suit doesn't mean that stealth you, suit, but it can't be no. sneaky. But you can't really be sneaky in a giant suit of armor and a big suit of armor. Yeah. But then they said, um, and then and then uh, Amadeus has to uh, out Nadia as as one of the people working as working like hey, it's like hey uncool. Yeah. But it's like well they kept they kept Amadeus's cover, and then they have to, and then they start getting fighting through the battle and then and then they and then it's like and then as 
and then the and then they try to get the kids to come with them, and it's like, you think we go with you? I hope you die. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, well, this sucks. And then they get and then everyone gets out of there except for Amadeus, and Amadeus is still on the inside with his image reducer, and then and then they get introduced to the person who is taking him into this Viper. Viper, yes. And and then this is and this must be just a one shot. Because yeah, I, I thought it, I was acting about no, it's just a one shot to lead into the main Secret Empire series. Yeah, which is it's strange as well because I was expecting either it to be a series or it to be a one shot that kind of one and done. But actually it ends on a pretty big cliffhanger, which is that Amadeus Cho is kind of stuck behind enemy lines really. It's pretty um, it's a really cool idea and yeah, it and you kind does. of think right. Well, he can he can hulk out at any point if he wants to, but he is, I think he is still exactly. overwhelmed, and he's overwhelmed by kids basically, isn't he? So we can't just kind of blast his way through. So he has his image inducer. Now they can't right. Now they can't figure out. Now so now he's able to kind of get himself through it, and now he's dealing with mm. oh crap, here's Viper. Oh crap, and yeah. and now and now as Secret Empire rolls on, now it's like uh oh. But it, I kind of like I, if there if it's just gonna be all these like little one shot series just to kind of set up bits larger bits for Secret Empire. This is kind of cool. It's just yeah. Instead of having this trying to shove it into Secret Empire, just do a one shot. There you go. Yeah. One shot. There you go. It's like you don't know what goes on here. Read the one shot. You don't if you don't maybe you if if you want to know more. If you don't know, then well you'll be fine. Just here read the one shot. If you want to know more. But the, the end of the issue, like it, um, it says, what's coming up next? And it says, obviously, Secret Empire number four, which has got uh, Pym Ultron on the front cover, and then underneath that, it's got Secret Empire Underground number one, and Secret Empire United number one. And our Underground seems to be um, the Savage Land adventure. Yeah, it seems to be yeah in Savage Land, and then Secret Empire United seems to be uh, looks like Emma Frost maybe. Emma Frost versus Hydra. So I was like, yeah. Hey. Uh, and it says I... the heroes tangle with one of their oldest and deadliest enemies on their quest to restore the Captain America that was. The craziest part is, is so now it's like we got Uprising, they already got Uprising done. Like I said, this ish, if I would have, if you would have thought that this little one shot would be actually really effective at getting its point across what it wanted to do, and also being genuinely funny and setting up and setting up more of a concept that I want more of now, and like I want this team to be together. I yeah. I'm like I loved I, I like when you said I want this to be the Avengers. I'm like yeah, I would kill for this to be the Avengers. Why? Because yeah. you know they're going to get a new. You know we're going to get a new creative team when Legacy yeah. hits. You, yeah, you know we're getting a new creative yeah, team. And I think that's that's going to be an interesting, um, an interesting discussion. I think we should probably have that interesting discussion at some point because I think I want to have. I want to have some theories. I want to get some real theories going. I about really do. Because be the creative teams, Matt. Do you realize that when we started this thing, we were kind of like, this is just be kind of this oddball little thing to do. And now we're kind of like, we're getting into it. Oh dear okay. God, we're getting, we're, we're like, we're getting into this thing. Oh my Lord, how yeah. did this happen? We're, well, it's like I said at the beginning, like it feels like we're actually a secret empire, a devoted secret empire podcast. We're becoming a secret empire podcast. We <laughs> And we don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a secret empire podcast. I want to be a podcast about everything and everything, anything and everything comics. But at the moment, we are deep into Secret Empire. We are, and because it seems like this seems like be the easiest thing to kind of fit in. It's sort of like us talking about Secret Empire, but 
But the thing is, we're actually enjoying it. We're kind of like, this is something that we were both kind of like, and now it's like, oh my lord, we're actually getting into this. This is actually fun because, because, and because since we want it, since we're, we are hearing just over the two hour point, but I think we, we, you actually got some, you actually got some viewer questions that kind of made me go, whoa, because. Yeah, we got some interesting um, Twitter. Go fire this out because I actually do want to get this in because actually some interesting stuff popped up. I missed a couple of them because I was just like, dang, I can't believe I missed some of the chat. Yeah, but... there's, there's quite there's quite a bit of uh, there was quite a bit of chat going on early this evening. I sent the call out early this evening. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, um, we'll tell you how to do that um, very shortly. Uh, but these people have got in touch with us um, and um, they've reached out to us uh, on a couple of um, a couple of points, a couple of issues. Um, Jose Cardenas, friend of the show, um, he's uh, he's always messaging us, which is which is great to hear. We love to hear from him. Um, he's um, asked an interesting question. He said, um, "Which characters do you think are going to be allied with Hydra next?" And he said that one guy number three took me by surprise. So he wanted to keep it spoiler free on Twitter, but we all know he's talking about the Punisher. Um, so. Who do you think is going to be next? He offered the suggestion of the Shocker, which I think is um, is quite an in, quite an, uh, quite a, an interesting leap, and I think it's one of those ones where um, I think all of those mercenaries for hire, which we've seen like Boomerang, we've seen the freelancers, yeah. anyone that's of that level is pretty much good to go, isn't it? So anyone else from Nick Spencer's old superior foes run. Um, anyone like on a kind of a C D E tier of villainy. Um like Stiltman is probably now. Hydra. Um the big wheel, he's probably Hydra. Sure the big wheel is Hydra. I mean yeah, that actually I would laugh my head off if Rolling but, over the Liberals, of course he is. But here's one thing I actually want to get into really like someone on my on one of my comic groups I'm I'm in this on on a one of my one of my buddies who runs on the Nerds on the Rocks website, uh, Earl Rufus at E R underscore N O T R. If you want to follow him on Twitter, he actually posted something up about. I will say it's about Secret Empire. It reminds me of the late '96 NWO. And Matt, if you're not familiar with NWO, it was a wrestling group back in WCW in the late okay. '90s. And and the story was initially it was like this like these two wrestlers came in who who were like, wow, what. What's going on here? And they're and then Hulk Hogan comes down as his third mystery third man, and then they're, <laughs> they're the NWO, the New World Order of Wrestling. Ah, and, okay. And then they and then what happened was they started expanding the they started expanding the New World Order, and they started coming up with this random new member every single time. Like as right. time went on, they started it ballooned up to like twenty different wrestlers in this group. So yeah. So it's like so it's like so I almost think it's like like who could be next joining Hydra, and I'm like. Oh Lord, this is the NWO, isn't it? This is how it's going to be. Every issue, there's going to be someone unusual, someone new. Who's next? And I'm like, and <laughs> I would, and I was joking is, and I was joking about. I started coming with all these like weird members. It's like, like Fight Man's joining the NWO. Join, I mean, joining the, uh, jo- joining the Hydra. And I'm like going, and I, and I was like, and I have half the eyes already going. Who the world is Fight Man? And, and Fight Man was a character that was written and drawn by Evan Dorkin and a one shot. Oh wow, that is a deep cut. And I own that one shot because Evan Dorkin worked on it. That is why. Of course, I yeah, yeah. I liked Evan Dorkin, and they Brilliant. actually revisited Fight Man in like an Agent X issue, which is really weird. And 
and and Agent X issue a couple like a like a two issue Agent X run he he wrote he, uh, he wrote and he actually revisited Fight Man and Agent X and but yeah I was like Fight Man joins Hydra and I'm like have to and I'm like going how weird can I get if I start coming up with like Four Bushman and it's like the guy with a giant helmet on his head yeah, and yeah. joining Hydra or all these like weird characters I'm thinking this is gonna get but it's like this it's just gonna get funny how they start getting Hydra members but. I, and I think I Nick Spencer it, will I, do that as well. I think Nick Spencer will make those cuts because of his history with superior foes. And the fact that he has got a very funny he is really he is a really funny writer when he puts his mind to it, when he's when he's doing a funny series. Obviously Secret Empire doesn't call for him to be funny quite a lot, but I think in those kind of moments I think he can. Like he could get away with putting like a stilt man in the background, putting like a fight man in the background and things like if that. If I see Stilt Man as Hydra, I I, I think it, yeah. You will start see like you'll see me you'll you'll probably see like a post blast on Twitter of me going <laughs> put stilt man in Hydra. Sure. Green and black stripy legs, yeah, it's gonna work. It's gonna go it, it's it. gonna work, man. Hydra <laughs> stilt man's Hydra. But anyway, sure. yeah, so those are our um those are our suggestions uh, for Jose. Thank you. He is at No Way Jose Carden on Twitter if you want to talk with him. Um, bless it bless that man. He's he's the one who suffered through Zorn research. Yeah, he's he's send that send he, that man all the love because he freaking suffered through Zorn research. <laughs> he did, yeah, he did his Zorn research. He's listened to us talk way more than he should have done as well, way more than anyone deserves to. So well done for him. Mm-hmm. Um, fellow friend of the show, Patrick Henry, uh, who's at p henry nineteen ninety one on Twitter, um, says uh, that he enjoyed the. Um, he enjoyed the reveal. He's actually shocked that uh, Marvel kept. Uh, the Punisher under wraps, which to be fair they did. Uh, Bleeding Cool ran the uh, ran the leak, uh, which was um, which was a shame. Bleeding uh, Cool. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and he said he can't wait to hear our take on it. Um, I mean, the, he said the last page really was something. So hopefully we've um, we've satisfied that with our uh, with our massive talk um, so far. Um, and my awful pun. Oh, you're, it was you're very a... punishing. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> um, he also asks, um, do all of the one-shots happen in between the issues of Secret Empire? They all feel vaguely essential. Now, Jose again stepped in there and said, according to Nick Spencer, they're the connective tissues between issues three and four. Um, so some of the... God. Yeah, so I think some God. of the... Uprising uh, was brilliant. Uprising was essential, I think, and I think Uprising is um, essential. And I don't know. I don't actually know the Secret Empire schedule. I should get on top of this more for each episode, but um, maybe well, um, Underground and United are going to come before issue four as well. So maybe they're going to be like three one shots between each issues. I can hear you frantically typing. My investigative journalist is on the case. People, don't worry. I can actually. That's what I was looking up. I was actually looking this up earlier. That's why I was like. Ah. Well, while you're looking that up, I'll read the last uh, one of the last ones we had on um, was sent to me was um, the uh, Jose says the uprising one shot uh, was a surprisingly fun if grim use of the uh, the characters of the of the young Avengers characters, um, and also we had um, let's see if I can find it. Um, Andrew Cavney uh, messaged in saying Sam Re- Sam Wilson is really who Secret Empire and both Captain America series has been about and he said fight me if you disagree 
and I think that's a I think that's a great idea. I think the concept of um, the concept of Sam Wilson being the central character to this because it, it it's not Steve Rogers because Steve Rogers has been he's the he's kind of the 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 point of which the plot turns, but I don't think right. he's the heart and soul of the of the series. And I'm, I'd be interested. I really hope um, that uh, Andrew is right because um, I like Sam Wilson. I love where he's come. I love where his his character arc has been has been taken. I do have to catch up on his series because I think it'd be an interesting series to catch up on. Um, but yeah, I'm really interested to to see. And I've just seen that Andrew is his Twitter handle is at cave underscore knee four two three, which must be how he says his last name. So. Uh, apologies, Andrew. I pronounced your last name wrong. It's Andrew Caveney, and he's at Cave underscore Knee four two three on Twitter. Really good. If we butcher any names, we are sweet. Apologize. Oh, absolutely. And it, oh, the only consolation I can give is that my last name is Loon, um, and people have spelt, spelt, pronounced, and butchered that for thirty four years now. So, you know, I feel your pain absolutely. Dude, I I've had. My name's Wesley, and I've been, I've, and I've got, and I get, I've gotten Westley. I've gotten, <laughs> and my last name's Messer, so I've gotten like Missile. I've gotten Messner. Yeah, I, I've yeah. So you've been there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and the um, the last person, last but by far least, um, is um, Julia Hayler or Julia Hyler, uh, who's She's at frequent man. Oh, this is blows my mind like she blew my mind last time and she's blown my mind this time and it's intimidating because it's obvious that she's a lot smarter than me so i have to kind of take it with um you know kind of nod along with a very kind of sage look on my face um and and act like i'm keeping up with her because she's brilliant she's at andartha rasri on twitter a-n-d-a-r-t-h-a-r-a-s-r-i uh julia hyler she's messaged in um, I'm only going to read a few of them, but I'm going to put the rest in the show notes. Uh, I'm retweeting them as well as I go. Um, she's put, Secret Empire is a harsh dystopia in the tradition of 1984 and Brave New World that really doesn't pull its punches. She says, Steve Rogers was created as a political commentary trying to motivate the US to join the war against the fascist regime. Since then, the nature and source of fascist-type threats has changed. It's no longer a foreign country you can conveniently go to war with. Today, fascist ideology has started to take root at the heart of our own communities, and the question is, how do we fight that? She goes on to say, Secret Empire offers some good starting points. For one, never ever blindly trust your leaders. Then, even in a crisis, no matter how scared you are, don't get tempted to give all the power to those that offer protection, which we've already seen in um, in Secret Empire Zero. Oh, yeah. Um, but especially in a crisis, checks and balances matter. Fascist movements are hella scary because they are powerful and well organised. Thing is, if you want to fight it, you need to understand it. Um, and she says that Secret Empire does a good job of showcasing the ways such regimes gain and maintain power, suppression and manipulation of the media, which we saw in the latest Steve Rogers issue, uh, smear campaigns against dissidents, control of the military and scare tactics as a stick to threaten people with. Um, she does go on... Um, with some fantastic, um, fantastic points, um, I did. I did uh, ask her. I said, "How do you think Secret Empire is? Um, you know, how do you feel that Secret Empire is holding up as um, 
as part of this, you know, how do you feel Secret Empire is holding up as a commentary on fascism? And the first point, and how do you think the superhero genre adds or detracts from that commentary? Um, I asked her Ooh. that, and she came back, um, and she said, I think it adds to the commentary. For one, if things are a bit too close to what is troubling us, the essence of the story gets muddled by our preconceived notions. And she said, it's why fables and analogies work so well. They allow us to look at essential concepts without getting distracted by our own problems. Um, and she says... Um, Fiction can be a bit of a sandbox that allows us to safely explore the consequences and ramifications of real-life problems. And mm -hmm. she said, yes, superheroes make for a very fun and versatile sandbox. Um, if you want to read um, all of her um, tweets and comments on the point, uh, if you go over to um, at That's The Issue um, and uh, follow the tweet thread that's on there, I'll be, um, I'll be retweeting some more in the morning as well, um, more of her uh, thoughts. She's also um, given some pointers. I'll put in the show notes. She's done um, some writing on Hydra um, specifically when it comes to fascism and how it's, um, how it's tied in with Nazism, how fascism and Nazism, it's important to distinguish between the two um, and what the you know what the consequences are of distinguishing between the two as well. Um, I've not managed to read all of her writing, but she's... Um, She's over on andarthas-web.tumblr.com. Uh, so if you go over there, you can have a look at some of the writing. She's linked uh, specific. Uh, she's got a couple of meta lists or master posts that I'm going to uh, include in the show notes as well. If you want to see those show notes, uh, you can go over to awesomesourcecomics.com. Mm -hmm. Uh, that's S-O-U-R-C-E, as in your source for all things awesome. And if you want to follow in the footsteps of Julia, uh, big shoes to fill there. Or if you want to get in touch with us uh, in the way that Jose, in uh, the way that Patrick, in the way that Andrew has, uh, get in touch with myself. I'm at Matt Loon. Um, where's how can they get in touch with you? I'm at Geek Who Landed. And we are, like is it? we're pretty game to chat with you. Like, somebody, like... I felt bad because I was like, I, I was like, uh, uh crap. I'm, because when when Matt was when Matt was in the midst of this like this tweet storm was going on, I was I was binge reading Secret Empire stuff I'd miss. So <laughs> I, I was actually that's catching fun. up. So so that's why I that's why I missed some stuff because I was binge reading Secret Empire stuff because yeah. all the stuff I had missed over the past bit or so like. Uh, yeah, I was catching up. So, because but yeah, I, but usually we're we're both really really well, engaged on Twitter. Love, we're always there. We're always around. I mean, it's pretty. It's we're not exactly hard to not get, to get in touch with. I mean, and I yeah. and, and I was actually researching like what's coming up for our Secret Empire adventures, and next week seems to be relatively light unless something changes in the shipping stuff. But like then the week okay. after that is like the next bit of Secret Empire number four, and then Secret Empire United hits and. All oh, okay. sorts of secret warriors hits, and it's it's a secret empire wonderland of secret Deadpool thirty two and well, and we and, and, we and seem to be doing these every two weeks, so I think we're going to end up hitting those. Um, yeah, but and then and then like next and then next week is da, 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 Next week is the Secret Empire Brave New World Limited. This is this is where we get the limited series, the Brave New World Limited. Ah, series. that is a limited series. Isn't it? That's like is is Secret Warriors a limited series? I think it. No, Secret Warriors is an ongoing. Oh, is it ongoing? Oh, okay, cool. That's on. That's an ongoing. Yeah, um, that's an ongoing. Like so after yeah, Secret so, Empire, um, I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but Brave yeah, New World. 
Brave, speaking of our Brave New World, it's it's they have the sea. They start talking about the Earth types coming to grips with this Earth Shattered Revelation and the Axis Pact first issue featuring Gwenpool, Giant Man, and Steve's oldest, oldest allies, the Invaders. So, mm, interesting. So, so this could, yeah, I. This is like it's going to be interesting. The next coming weeks are going to get very interesting. How they're going to do Secret Empire and how this is going to start coming together because this is going to get weird. This is going to get it is getting interesting. It's it definitely Even like I said weird. it's going to get weird and it's going to get interesting. And like I said, hi, I slipped and said Hitler Youth. So <laughs> I, yes. I I or I was worrying when that was gonna, I was expe- I was expecting that to happen eventually. Like, what am I gonna slip and say it? What am I gonna slip and say? Ah, it was inevitable. It was inevitable. There we go. But but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's it. That's our that's our uh, episode. This was episode four of our Secret Empire uh, specials. Um, as I say, get in touch with me at Matt Loon. Wes is at Geek Landed. Uh, I've got AwesomeSourceComics.com, which is where this is going up. Which is where the show notes are going to go up. Uh, Wes has got yep. geekulanded.com. Uh, you can get in touch with the show on Twitter at that's the issue. You can email us uh, that's the issue podcast at gmail.com. Um, send in your thoughts, your your prayers, your well wishes for us diving into this empire. Um, and, uh, you can find us on iTunes. Uh, if you're on, if you're on iTunes, every podcast tells you to do it, but two minutes out of your time, give us a rating, give us a review. It'll help get us featured. Um, mm-hmm. It really does help. It's awesome. Uh, we're on Stitcher. We're on SoundCloud. I'm sure we're on the moon. If you ask us, we're on. Go- we're on. Go- um, I know we're on Google. So cause I got oh yeah, that. we're on Google too. I forgot about that. Yeah, Google. I guess that, that, Podbean, I said that's I think, Yeah, yeah. So we're wherever good we're podcasts on. are found, um, we are everywhere. So we're everywhere. We are like Hydra. We are like Hydra. We are tentacle. Oh Lord, don't say we're like Hydra. Oh, yeah, we're, no, we're not. No, we're not like. No, we're God, take like it back. Hydra. Take it back. Oh God, it didn't nope. happen. Nope, nope. We're, okay. we're we're just everywhere. We're, yeah, we're we're everywhere in a nice way. In a nice way. We're, we're not Hydra. We're not not definitely not Hydra. In summary, mm-hmm. we're not Hydra. Um, no, we're not. But that's it. Thanks, guys. See you later. Later. X-Men.